real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real, real phony gon' recognize, still, still recognize with. Like we always do with this time, I go for mine, I get to shine. Now throw your hands up in the sky. Everybody, what's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome to the KRP Radio Show. I'm your host Pudgy at NCP on Twitter, baby. You guys know where I'm at, and uh, I'm back. You know, another week, another beautiful day to say that I survived. Another week to say I survived. Um, last week was a crazy show and 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 an extraordinary show. How about that? But uh, you know, it's another week to say I'm I'm alive. You know, another day to say I'm alive. So. I'm definitely blessed to be here, so shout out to everybody out there in Radio Land and who are rocking with the KIRP Radio Show. Don't forget, we're the number one black conservative radio show, Southeastern United States, baby. Hoorah for all my soldiers out there, man, who are under scrutiny, because uh, the media, man, the media will break you 
down. I'll get on that in just a second. But anyway, I got to give a special shout-out. You guys know I always start the show with shout-outs, and we have a bunch of shout-outs to do. So, you know, we'll do our best to get to them, and I'll try my best to get to all the comments from the blogs and the Facebooks and the Twitters and all over social media and uh, the shout-outs that we get through email. So definitely B.I.G. shout-out to everybody out there who's rocking with us. And first and foremost, I definitely got to show love to all my Wilson NC people out there who rock with us and the ones who don't rock with us, you know, because if they're talking about you, it's a good thing. You know, I, whether right or wrong, it's, it's a good thing, period. That means you're on somebody's mind and you're not alone out here. So shout-out to everybody out there who rock with us and who don't rock with us in Wilson NC, my hometown. Also, Brick City NJ, man. Shout-out to all you people out there in the Brick City who's showing us a lot of love. That's Newark, New Jersey. Shout-out to all the people out there in Trenton, all my people over there in Elizabeth. And I got more people down in Camden. Camden, New Jersey. Shout out to the Camden folks out there, man. Jersey, we got some Jersey love up in here. That's what's up. I appreciate the emails, man, whether you guys like it or not. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on out here in the public eye, a lot of things going on politically, a lot of things going on socially, and, you know, everybody, it seems like, are speaking out about the things that are happening, the things that they're seeing, the things that the news are showing, the things that we talk about at work around the water cooler or at lunch or, or what may have you. And uh, it's causing people to feel a lot of different ways. So I feel like I spend a lot of my time um, not defending my views, explaining my views, because my views aren't uh, that of which you would hear from a normal black person from where I'm from, from the hood. Let's just call it what it is. You know what I mean? So you don't normally hear people talking like me, man. And, and I understand that. <clears throat> It is what it is. I take these views and I stand on these views. And let me say this first. Before anything, before any allegiance that I have, before any uh, 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 relationships that I have, before any friendships that I have, I definitely want to say that I stand for Christ first. You know, I don't I don't know what everybody else is standing for. I don't I don't know what everybody else is mostly benefiting from. Uh, to me, it's a spiritual walk. So when I believe in something, when I stand on something, when I when I read upon things and I learn new things, I always go into it. First, I read and try to learn and understand where the author is coming from or where the text is coming from. But also, I always look at things from a Christ perspective, whether it's me being right or wrong or whatever. So I always look at things with a Christ perspective. And it's hard when you talk to people who don't look at things from that perspective uh, it's hard to make them, it's hard to reason with them because people like to believe what they like to believe. You know, frankly, folks don't like to be wrong. Um, I don't mind being wrong because that lets me know that I'm learning more. You know what I mean? The more, the more you learn, the more you realize that some of your ways and some of the things that you do aren't right. That frankly, they're, they're just not what it is. It's just not reality. A lot of the times, you know, we, we often believe that the lives that we lead are, are righteous, but you know, Every day, as every day goes by, every week goes by, we learn that some of the things that we, we used to do, that some of the things that we thought were right or thought were accurate or thought were fair or, or whatever you want to call it, we learn that those things aren't always true. Those things aren't always as righteous as we thought they were. So, you know, with that being said, you know, I understand the positions that I take and some of the things that I say, but just know this goes to everybody out there in Radio Land. This, just know that the positions that I take, the things that I believe in are faith first. And I'm not willing to argue that. I'm not willing to bend that. I'm not going to bend that. It is what it is. You know what I mean? 
I, I rock with Christ, and that's cool. If, if you don't want to rock with Christ, that's fine. You know, we 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 can't debate things off 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 pure righteousness, off what we believe. We can't debate on that ideology because you don't believe what I believe at the end of the day. Now we can talk about what's morally right or wrong all day, what's socially right or wrong all day, and I also believe some things that are socially uh, uh, engineered to a specific type of people aren't right, and some people may believe they are right. You know, it's just the way it should be. You know, we we get to talking about entitlements on this show a lot of the times, and and you know, in, in the groups that I'm involved in, and, and places I go, and people that I speak with. We get to talk about entitlements, and I realize that, and I call myself a conservative, um, and, and, and I realize that a lot of different conservatives don't believe in entitlements whatsoever. They don't believe entitlements are good. I also find out that people on the, the total opposite, the total other side, more of my liberal friends, friends believe that, you know what, we need more entitlements. So, you know, we get to talk about entitlements, man, and, and I just, for the life of me, I can't understand how people just can't add common sense to this, and, and I bring Christ first with common sense, along with common sense. And I don't understand how people just can't understand what common sense is when they start talking about these things. I don't get it. It, it makes me believe that folks don't want to look at things with common sense. Like with, with all the things that we debate, why can't you apply it to your own life if, if it's good enough for you or good enough for your family? You know, when we start talking about homeless uh, you know, a lot of people say, well, this is America and people shouldn't be homeless and, you know, there, there should be enough food for everybody. There should be enough money for everybody. Look at what we waste. I don't disagree with that. This is America, the the home and the heart of the free. But let me tell you something. I want you, I want everybody to ask themselves something. And we've done homeless food drives and uh, out the yin game, man. Clothes drives, canned food drives. I believe in helping folks, you know, when my heart moves me. But I just want to ask people this. For all you for all you folks that believe that health care should be free, that the government should take care of health care, the government should take care of the homeless, and everything should be good and peaches and cream for everybody, how many homeless people have you passed this week? I want you to ask yourself that. How many times have you taken your bill money away from your family that you work hard for, your rent money, your mortgage money, your utility bill money, your car payment, insurance, your even your health care bill money, your insurance money. How many times have you taken that money and just given it away to somebody who you felt needed it more? I don't mean one time. I don't mean two times. How many times have you done it? Multiple times. Or do you do it all the time? The fact remains that we can't do that. We can't take care of everybody because some people don't value the care that they get. They just want more and more and more and more, and they're not going to do anything. I remember growing up, some lessons we had to learn so we would understand it later. I mean, I think that was all of us. Some of the things that we did wrong, we had to learn a lesson in that wrongful thing that we did so we wouldn't do it later. You know, if you went and partied and spent all your money, and they might come pick your car up. You might not have car insurance. You know, if you speed, you might get a ticket. I mean... Is this not common sense? I don't understand for the life of me how people believe that we can take all of the money that, that we pay into the system, that we pay into this, this tax system. The government uses our money, by the way. For the, pe for the people who think it's a money tree around here somewhere, the government uses our money. That money comes from us, from the American citizens. So I don't understand how people think that the government can take that money and give it to people who don't choose to work that are mixed with some of the people who can't work. 
I understand life is tough. Life has been tough for me and many more people that I know. I understand some people are, are given a raw, a raw deal. I understand there are people out there homeless who want to work, who just don't have the means to, to get up and, and get the things that they can do. There are people who just can't do that. I understand that. But guess what else? Everybody ain't going to make it into heaven that think they're doing right. So everybody cannot be rescued. That's not a cruel way of thinking. That's reality, folks. That's just reality. If that's cruel, if that's cruel, my Lord and Savior is cruel. Because that is the reality that we live in. You get out of life what you put into life. And some folks just don't know the meaning of going hard. That's not everybody. There's a lot of folks out there who don't know the meaning of go hard. Sometimes you got to go hard in life, man. Because everything is not going to be painted right for you. Everything is not going to be peaches and cream. Everything is not going to be easy. You got to go get it. That's just reality. So when I start talking and debating these things with a lot of people, I don't know where I don't I don't know where your where your minds are, man. I, I don't know how you how you get to where you are. And and you expect you expect the government or you expect other folks to do what you're not even willing to do. I mean, how real is that? You know, half of the people that I talk to or, or get in debates about some of these things aren't even willing to do these things themselves. Imagine that. You know, if I get in a, in a debate with someone who's given their last, who's a who, who who don't hold any value of money for themselves, who are out there living recklessly probably and living off scraps and, and what may have you, I'm probably going to listen to that what that person says. And I'm going to consider that a lot more than the person who's using their money to do this and that with and, and aren't giving it away but want me to give mine away or want the government to give mine away. I don't get that. I don't understand that. Anyway, today's show is not about that, okay? Today's show is a tribute to the legacy of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., a very, very, very intriguing person, a very warm, a very loving, um, one of the people that I, I, I don't idolize, but, man, I tell you what, one of the people that I look at and I look at his steps and, and his footprints and some of the things that he's done. And, and man, I just, I hold it near and dear to my heart. You know, it seems like every time I hear the man speak, I, I get chills about some of the things that he's saying and how he delivers it. And know for a fact that the man is living the life. I mean, we all know his legacy tells you that he's lived the life that he was painting. He's doing the things that he was talking about. He 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 did those things, pardon me. He did the things that he, that he was talking about, and that has lived forever. Um, this tribute is to the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, and uh, you know his family will tell you that my dad or my uncle or you know M Martin was a reverend first. He was a man of God before he was anything. So you know, there's a lot of people who like to paint him uh, uh, liberal. They like to paint him Marxist because of some of the relationships that he was that he had to establish to get his point across, to get his agenda across, to reach his goal. And, uh, you know, some, you know, people, they, they label him what they like to label him to benefit themselves. But, you know, one thing that I know that he has said in several of his speeches, uh, he's a man of God first. So uh, check it out. We're going to go to a commercial real quick. We're going to come back. We got Charlotte Holders coming on with the 
Triad Super Saver. She's going to tell you guys how to save a couple dollars. As usual, you know, we bring her on. We had a nice little Christmas and uh, New Year's break, but she's back. She's going to come on, and she's going to give you guys a little bit of info, how to maybe clip some coupons or where you can find some coupons at. So uh, we'll be right back in just a flash. We got to do a couple commercials, and uh, then we're going to let you guys know what it is. We're going to get, like, real deep into it, really, really, really deep into it. Dr. King, all right? So y'all rock with me, man. 619-638-8559 is the number. KIRPRadioShow.com. Hit us up on Twitter if you got a comment. We'll try to get to your comment. Or you can email us, Twitter at KIRPRadioShow, at symbol, sorry, KIRPRadioShow. If you're on Facebook, I think you guys know what it is by now. But for all my newcomers out there, make sure you hit us up. Yeah. Sorry about that. I was I was reading the comment. My bad. But if you're on Facebook, make sure you hit us up. Facebook.com slash KIRP Radio Show. We're looking for your comments, man. I got a question to everybody out there, and I want to know how you guys feel or how did the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King, I'm sorry, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King change you. What does the legacy mean to you or what is it, what does it mean to you right now? We got to go to commercial, folks. I'll be right back in one minute. Switching to GEICO really save you 15% or more on car insurance. Did the little piggy cry wee, wee, wee all the way home? Wee! Wee, wee, wee! 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 Across America, the NFL and United Way are inspiring kids to get healthy and more active. Join the Play 60 movement. Pledge to Play 60 today at liveunited.org. to the KRP Radio Show, 619-638-8559 is the number. Make sure you hit us up on the website. That's KIRPRadioShow.com. You can also hear us on iTunes, baby. We got a nice little iTunes following, man. It's, it's really it's taking off, man. iTunes Podcast. Make sure you hit the keyword or the search for KIRPRadioShow.com. If you got an email, you got a comment, you got a gripe, you got some beef. I don't care. We got some beef. We can do some beef. We got some beef. KRP Radio at gmail.com. Make sure you hit us up. Leave us a comment. Please, folks, we get a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of email. 
please make sure you have a subject in the subject line so we can know exactly where you guys are coming from and we know what you're talking about and we try our best to respond to everybody. Today's show, the legacy of the great, the wonderful, the 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 most the originator. <laughs> okay, I'm fine. I'm running out of uh, words for the man, but um, the magnificent Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. We're talking about him, but right now we're going to Charlotte from Triad Super Savers, and she's gonna let us know how to save a couple dollars. Charlotte, what's up? Hey, how's it going? It's going good, man. I just got your email, and uh, <laughs> I I just logged on. I was like, oh man, I I just assumed that you were gonna be on tonight, but I wasn't sure. And I don't know if you got my email before, so glad you're on the show. Glad you're back. How was your Christmas and New Year's? It was good. It was really quick. You know, you plan for like a year for something, and it's done in five seconds. So. Oh, man. You you ain't never lied about that. I mean, you spend, and you <laughs> prepare, and you pull the boxes out, and they put the lights up, and I'm, I'm lying because I ain't put no lights up. My wife did the tree, but, um, you know, we don't. I don't go there with all the lights, man. But maybe I will one day just to say that. When I get old, I can be like, I remember when I climbed up the ladder. Anyway, um, your kids so, will remember. Yeah. So, so how did you fare out with Christmas? I know you used a lot of coupons, and I know you had some ways of saving a lot of dollars. I know you did. Well, you know, the big thing for me always is to plan ahead. So I save all throughout the year, basically. I, I start Christmas shopping like after Christmas is over for the next year. Ah. <laughs> So if your stuff doesn't fit, you can't take it back because I've had it for a while. <laughs> yeah, I should have known who I was talking to. You're going to always be prepared before everybody else. But, you know, that, that's what exactly. it is. Yeah, it's always good to be prepared, right? That's right. Yeah. So what you got for us this week, man? I know you got some good stuff for the people out there to let them know know how they can save a couple dollars. Pardon me while I eat this candy while you talk. You got it. Go ahead. Have a, have a snack. Um, well, I'm not talking about coupons today, but I'm going to get back in that, I promise. I know it's taking a little break, but um, it's kind of hard to, like, talk about coupons over oh. the air. I'm, like, a visual person, so I, like, <laughs> want to show things. But <laughs> That's cool. So I thought, well, it's the beginning of the year, so I wanted to talk about, like, goals and New Year's resolutions. And, of course, the number one resolution is save more money. Ah, so like that fits within, you know, my line of work, right? <laughs> well, you got it. Let them know. Okay. Um, well, obviously, saving money is my number one resolution all year round, but I can't pick that every year. So um, my number one resolution for this year was to get organized because I, my life is, like, always chaotic and clutter. So, <laughs> you know, one thing that I thought, what can I do to make? My life stress free is to get organized. Um, and a few stats, I was doing some research and I noticed that forty five percent of Americans actually set New Year's resolutions and only eight percent of them are successful in completing those resolutions. So that's a huge gap. Um, that's not to say that setting goals and resolutions are bad, it's just that we need to, you know, follow through with them. So for me I started this weekend on my resolution, which is getting organized cleaned out all of my um, cupboards in the kitchen, and I'm getting my stockpile, which those of you have been looking for a while know what that is, um, but I'm getting that reorganized, and I'll have some pictures up to follow that soon. Um, so, you know, for going into the number one goal of saving money, you know, if for me all of our stuff was in our, you know, pantry for our stockpile, but then I also had items, food items in our kitchen, because they're in two separate places because we don't have a big kitchen. So 
um, you know, I would find that I was letting things in our kitchen expire, and I kept running to our stockpile to, to you know, fix our food out of. So I went through four kitchen bags of food that I had let expire. I know I'm ashamed. Um, so to resolve that and to help me save more money because I'm wasting it, just letting it sit in the cabinet, you know, I went through it. I pulled out stuff that we're going to donate that's getting ready to expire that I know I'm not going to use. And then I split in order all of my stuff by date. That's super important. I know that sounds very anal for some of you. But if by doing that, that's going to save you time and money um, up front. So I write dates on all of, you know, our boxes and canned goods so that I can see it easy. You're not squinting looking at these little dates that they print. Um, and that, I put all the oldest stuff to the front. So now there's no excuse for me letting anything expire. So all of my hard work's not going to waste. Um, so I just wonder how many of you guys have set resolutions and do you ever follow through with them? So there's just some things for you to think about. If you do set a resolution or a goal, um, you know, I just urge you to follow through with that. So I'm going to, and I'm going to keep you guys accountable as well. So, um, if your resolution is to save money, which is something that I can talk a lot about, um, you know, being that it is the number one goal, it's so important um, because it's an everyday life issue. We deal with money every day. Um, for for our family, we went through Financial Peace University last year um, through Dave Ramsey, um, which is wonderful, by the way, and I recommend that to anybody that um, even if you're excellent with money, it's still good to take um, because he gives you things, um, you know, in the perspective through, um, you know, the church and the way that we should be spending money. Um, and Pudgy, I know you were touching on this just a little bit more. It made me think uh, earlier. But, you know, the Bible actually references money 250 times. So obviously it was important enough for God to mention it that many times for us to listen. Um, and just one verse that I want to leave you guys with um, is Hebrews 13:5, and that, Keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have. So many times as Americans, we get so caught up with materialistic things and we've got to do this and go out to eat and hang out with our friends and have nice cars and TVs. But, um, you know, you can't take that stuff with you. So just realize that you we need to learn to be content with the money that we do have um, because we end up getting blessed by the little things. So... Um, you know, with with all that said, um, that's why I do what I do. I I teach classes. I talk to you guys about money. I try to give you tips on how to save money because, um, you know, ultimately that's what your life really revolves around here on Earth. Unfortunately, um, you know, and if there's anything that I can do, then I try to bring that to you um, because it's so important. And, you know, obviously the root of all evil is money. So <laughs> I just can't emphasize that enough. And for, you know, those of you that are saying I'm struggling and it's hard, for us, we live on one income. My husband's been unemployed for almost two years now. And, if you know, I've been there. I've been in the spot that you've been in. And you can do it. And in one year from us taking Financial Peace University with Dave Ramsey through our church, we are almost debt-free. So, that's on one income. So 
if I can do it, I know that you all can do it too. And I know everybody's situations are different, but just set your goals. And if your goal is to save money, then I'm here to help you if you have questions, and we'll just motivate each other. Wow. That's pretty inspiring, Charlotte. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I didn't I didn't expect that right there. I mean, I don't know. We should we gotta work on getting you a show. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know you're gonna get preached out. <laughs> yeah, we got. You know what though? That that was good money though because and and that's just a term that I use, good money, which means it's just right on. Because you know, there's a lot of people in that situation. There's a lot of people who don't have. Uh, if they do have jobs, they don't have the same things or the same room to spend that they once had because for one everything has gone up i mean basically everything has gone up but wages so you know there's a lot of people in 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 a lot of similar situations and and anytime i feel like anytime you can hear it from the outside or hear it from someone else that has been through some of the same things it feels that much better or it helps when they can explain what they've been through and how they made it through so you know i really appreciate that 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 really puts it in perspective for me Yes, well, you're welcome. It's, so, it's part of the reason why we're where we're at. So if I can share that and help somebody, then you know how to do it. <laughs> wow. So let let me ask you this. Um, you know the topic of the show. We're talking about the legacy of the Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and uh, the life that he led. Um, how has Martin Luther King Jr. inspired you? Well, I mean, I think definitely, um, like kind of what you said earlier, but the fact that he put God first. I mean, that's such an important thing, and that is so lacking in today in mm-hmm. our government and any kind of influential person, that, that's a lacking. That's, you know, they're taking the Bible and God out of everything. So the fact that he led that proudly and didn't hold back on anything is, is probably the most important thing that stood out to me. So. Wow. I like that. That's B.I.G. right there. B.I.G. Shout out to Charlotte. Like that right there. You got to start using that. So next time, like you go out somewhere and one of your homegirls say something that's like cool, you got to be like, you know what? That's B.I.G. All right? Don't forget. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I won't forget. (laughs) This is Charlotte from Triad Super Savers, folks. Look her up. Charlotte, where can they find you? Stretchingyourbudget.com or you can follow us on Twitter Twitter at stretchyourbudget.com. Um, and then we are also on Pinterest now. If you guys have, guys have ever heard of that, um, stretching your budget, Pinterest.com/slash/stretchingyourbudget. There it is, stretching your budget, man. It's truth in those words. We definitely appreciate Charlotte come through, dropping those jewels as she does, as usual. Thank you, Charlotte. We love you over here. Keep Thank doing what you're you. doing, man. All right, All right. Talk to you. bye. So yeah, that's what Charlotte does. She comes on on the show at a quarter after. And uh, she always drops some jewels on you guys, letting people know how you can save a couple dollars or how you can clip some coupons and what coupons to clip and what websites are popping. And her website, stretchingyourbudget.com, is awesome. You can uh, you can actually go on there. Pardon me, man. I'm, I'm burping. I drank some soda. And I don't drink soda like that. I don't know what's going on here. Soda's like a beer, man. I, I don't hardly drink. I probably, I don't know. I don't drink soda or beer that often. But anyway... Um, you can go on her website and you can find several, several different different coupons or 
advice on how to save money, how to save dollars. I, I just think it's a huge thing. I think it's B.I.G. Love everything about the site and Charlotte. And shout out to her husband, Ben. Appreciate them coming on the show and rocking with WMMG and the home of KRP Radio Show. Folks, there's something that's on my mind. And I want to preach it to you. I want to tell you down in South Carolina, right now the tea party is hot. They are mad about the voter ID bill. <laughs> Look, man, everybody know that the voter ID bill is like my thing. I, I really got this problem about voter ID. And I know this is a tribute to the Dr. Reverend, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, definitely that. But I got a problem with the vote ID bill, and I can't. I just gotta let it out, man, because it's 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 like foolery, it's like trickery, because I keep hearing people talk about. It's it's like why people keep dissing black folks, man. Somebody tell me that why why in the world does people keep dissing black folks, man? And it ain't even it's the people that speak for us, like the NAACP, and I know y'all hear this all the time. You're gonna hear it all year long, by the way. They keep saying black people don't have the means to get a daggone ID, man. It's like we haven't been working or, I mean, damn, we ain't fresh off the plantation, are we? Uh Uh-oh, I got to put money in the tip jar. Contessa, shout out to my sister Contessa and my man Rashad, brother Rashad. They told me every time I said curse word because I am trying to stop, folks, I got to give a dollar to to my wife. So, baby, I got to give you a dollar. But um, why why does the NAACP continue to play out? Black folks, when it's supposed to be the speakers and and I, I call them the scorekeepers. Once upon a time, they were the scorekeepers. They were like the referees to make sure that we were going to be treated fairly. And and they keep dissing us. Like you, you know, I keep hearing that it's it's injustice for us to have to present an ID to vote. There's going to be a lot of people that can't vote because they don't have IDs over this many percent. And I'm going, I just don't see where that is. I don't I don't understand that, man. I, I don't get it. There's nothing about it that I can see as an injustice. I don't even think it was directed towards black people in the first place. I definitely don't think the NAACP is talking about black people when they refer to, uh, uh, what's the word that they use, uh, minorities. You know, when they start saying minorities don't have IDs, I, I, frankly, I don't think they're talking about blacks in America. I think they're talking about uh, immigrant minorities, uh, possibly Mexicans, possibly Europeaners. They're not talking about Europeaners because nobody, when you start talking about immigrants in America, nobody talk about the Europeaners or or the Australians or nobody else, you know, South Americans even. It's not only Mexicans that's in the United States, man, people from Mexico that has migrated. We have more than one daggone border, folks. There are people flying over here all the time that never leave, that makes millions of dollars. And I ain't knocking that because I don't hate the rich. It is what it is. I don't. I don't. That's and that's another thing that bothers me too. Like you got so many people out here that says, "Oh, that guy's rich," and I don't like him, and he does that. But meanwhile, they idolize Jay Z. They mess with Nas and all these hip hop people and all these artists. And there's George Clooney freaks out there. They love him. He got plenty of paper and Spielberg. And I mean, the list goes on, man. You see him in the front rows at the games, and you're like, "Oh, yeah, Kobe is this, and LeBron is that." They're rich people too. I don't understand. Like, how do you how do you hate rich people, but you love them? It's an oxymoron. That's what it is, man. It's crazy. People hate what they want to be. Like, there's a lot of people who desire to get paper. There's a lot of people who desire to be rich, who desire to have paper, but they hate the folks who achieve that. Like, I don't get that. 
people put in work to earn what they earn to get to the level that they're on monetarily. So how it's like if you're going through something and, and you set out to, to start a business and then you tell everybody or, or I, I guarantee you right now you could try this, y'all. Man, I promise you, try it. I want somebody to go on their Facebook page and say, thank you, God. I just, nah, we ain't going to play with God like that. My bad. Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me. Jesus Christ, please forgive me. I just want you guys to go on there and say that you, you're you going to start a business or you desire to start a business and and you, you, you're you moving into the first step. So you're going to start a business and hopefully hopefully you'll be successful. And then I, I would love for you to come back later and say, since I started my business, now I'm a multimillionaire and it's great. I'm about to move in my big house and I'm going to buy me a brand new car and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. I guarantee you, you will get so much love at the startup point. But when you say you made it and you have you have X amount of dollars and you're going to buy this house and your business is lucrative and this, that, and the third, you won't get as many comments. Guarantee it. And I don't understand that. People will show you love at startup point. Yeah, I hope you're successful. Keep going. That's good. Good for you. And, and I'll pray for you. And, and I love that one. I'll pray for you and this, that, and the third. But, like, when you make it, it's almost like you're public enemy number one. Like, oh, he think he's like this now because he got some paper. Oh, he got this big house. Oh, he think he's good because he got a car. No, people don't think they're good because they got a car. They just wanted that car, and they earned that car, and they got that car. Damn! Okay. Whew. Got that out. Let me get it right. That's $2, by the way. <laughs> okay. I just want y'all to check this out, man. 619-638-8559 is the number. Tribute to the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. And uh, there's a lot of stuff about this man that a lot of people really aren't privileged to know. I think, I think, I believe, honestly, that the legacy of Martin Luther King deserves more credit than it gets. Like, I, I don't think he gets enough credit for some of the things that he's done and some of the people that he's influenced that gets probably more credit. You know, and it's not all about credit, but you just have to see, you know, if you study Dr. Martin Luther King, you see where he was. You see where he, where his mind was. You see where he was headed. And I think after, like, right towards the end of the civil rights era before he passed on, I think that he was embarking on a new road. Because he started talking about war and he started talking about persuasion and, and how it was a responsibility of the government to do X amount of things. He wasn't saying take care of everybody, but he was on a quest to end poverty. I don't know if a lot of you guys know that, but he's def- he was definitely on a quest to end poverty in the United States. You guys got to study that for yourself. I'm going to play a clip of something, then we're going to go to a commercial, and then we'll come back. We're going to take some calls, and uh, we're going to get some comments. We got a bunch of email comments and a lot of comments on the Facebook page. I just want to play this clip for you guys. Uh, this is actually his last speech. And uh, I just want you guys to check it out. And, and it, it should make, it should send chills down your spine, man. Check it out. Here it is. All we say to America is be true to what you said on paper. <laughs> if I lived in China or even Russia or any totalitarian country, maybe I could understand some of these illegal injunctions. Maybe I could understand the denial of certain basic First Amendment privileges because they haven't committed themselves to that, over that. But somewhere I read 
of the freedom of assembly, somewhere I read, of the freedom of speech, somewhere I read, of the freedom of press, somewhere I read, that the greatness of America is the right to protest far right. So just as I say we aren't going to let any dogs or water hoses turn us around, we aren't going to let any injunction turn us around. Well, I don't know what will happen now. We've got some difficult days ahead. But it really doesn't matter with me now. Because I've been to the mountaintop. to live a long life, longevity has its place. But I'm not concerned about that now. I just want to do God's will. And he's allowed me to go up to the mountain. And I've looked over and I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you. But I want you to know tonight that we as a people will get to the promised land. So I'm happy tonight. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing any man. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. I don't think any of us can be satisfied in the United States until that war. K-I-R-P. For all your trucking needs, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC. That's Allen's Trucking LLC, owner Brian Allen and B.A. Welding Incorporated. For all your trucking or your welding needs or transportation needs across the country, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Their number is 919-426-5455. Again, 919-426-5455. If you have transportation needs and you need to get your equipment there on time, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC. You know who it is without a doubt and hesitation. If money talks, I got my masters in communication. But I don't run it, I run it for a hundred. Ever since I was a young and been hungry, it's called bunion. You've been so fixed to plumbing. I'm a beast in the game, you run it. And if this ain't what you call hip hop, it must be bungee jumping. Each side on my arm. Three stripes on my sneakers, and even if they slip us, they better be Adidas. 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism. One out of every 110 children born today will be diagnosed with autism. If you have any questions or need support, we can help. The Autism Society of North Carolina can be reached at 800 442 Again, that's 800-442-2762. Remember, 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism, and one out of every 110 children born will be diagnosed with autism as well. If you need to reach them by the web, the address is www.autismsociety-nc.org. 
You can also reach him on Facebook, Twitter, and you can reach him on YouTube. Love somebody today. full of old junk at least you think it's old junk how about a storage that you've been paying the bill on for so long and you've just been moving stuff into and you're ready to get rid of it when you look at it all the time well if you do make sure you contact Faulkner's Antiques before you throw it away again that's Faulkner's Antiques out of Burlington North Carolina Faulkner's will pay you top dollar for estates sterling old furniture pottery signs old toys and etc Faulkner's Antiques, they specialize in some of the most prolific antiques in this part of eastern North Carolina or the USA. So make sure you contact Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques, 336-214-6427. Again, that's Wayne Prophet. That's the man you want to talk to at Faulkner's Antiques, 336-214-6427. And if you get a hold of Wayne, guess what? He'll come to you free of charge. And if you can't get to him at that number, make sure you dial this other number. 336-675-4897 And don't forget Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques says Don't forget the reason For the season Sprinkle a little Tupac yeah, on it easy being me I'm legendary, I'm necessary They call me Ferrari, they call me 50 Call me Big Home. Yeah, welcome back from the commercial break to the KIRP Radio Show, baby. Yeah, com is the website. Hope you guys can log on and listen to everybody out there in iTunes land. Shout out to all my iTunes folks. Keyword podcast, sorry, in the podcast, keyword KIRP radio show. You can find it on there, and uh, you can listen right now. So if you guys don't have a phone or you don't have a computer, but you got a radio, um, we're not broadcasting live right now, sorry, but you can catch a replay, WMMG 500 AM through 1600 AM on your radio dial, DC and Los Angeles, California, every Wednesday evening. So shout out to all my people out there in WMMG land out there in Cali, WMMG in DC, all the listeners out there and everybody who's listening online. Um, if you got a comment, make sure you hit that number one so we can get you guys on the line and see what you say. I see a lot. Guys, the B.I.G. in my book. Got to show some love to Moorhead College, man. Show much love to my people out there in Moorhead. Much love to you. I appreciate you guys who hold us down 
And, uh, you know, you B.I.G. in my book, man. Got to give a shout-out to all the AKAs who woke up this morning with that banging headache as they celebrated yesterday. Shout-out to all the AKAs out there. And shout-out to my people out there in Virginia Union, man. Virginia Union gave, gave us some love before. Not lately. Hampton, uh, Newport News. Shout out to you guys out there. Really appreciate you guys showing us some love on the number one black conservative radio show in the land. And uh, I just want to go to some comments, man. And we picked out, well, I didn't pick out, but I got some help here. My help picked out a couple of these comments and uh, just lit them up for me. So we go into a comment from my man, Larry Shannon. Shout out to you, Larry. I know you're listening, man. B.I.G., shout out to you, big brother. Larry says he, and we asked the question, first of all, what does the legacy and works of the Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. mean to you. And a lot of people, you know, a lot of people put their comments on there. You know what? As a matter of fact, I'm going to read them all. Can we? I got Larry's right now. If we can go back to the to all the comments, I'll, I'll see if he can pull it up from where he is. But I'll read Larry's first. Um, Larry said he made me realize we all, in capital letters, we all can make a difference. No matter how small, when we learn to help somebody, speak out against injustices, stand and fight for your rights. Don't wait for the next person to do something. We must ask we must ask ourselves what can I do? Then and only then will we be willing I'm sorry, then and only then will we begin to see change in our homes, community, and the world. BIG shout out to you, Larry. I definitely appreciate that. My man Mark Hop made a comment and uh Mark Hop comes from uh I think Burlington, North Carolina. So shout out to my man Mark. He's a homeboy. You know, Mark made a nice comment here. Mark said very simply, freedom and a leader that approaches peace. That's very short and that's very on point. I mean, how, how, wow. Freedom, you know, when you ask the question, what does the legacy and works of Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. mean to you? He says, freedom and a leader that approaches peace. Man, I, I love that. Those are some good words. Um, my man, Chris Scheller. Chris Scheller says, my Morehouse brother, shout out to Morehouse. He said, my Morehouse brother inspires me to do things for others beyond myself to speak for those whom power would otherwise crush. Nice. That's very nice. You guys, you guys make some nice comments here. Um, Terry Manley says, violence is never the answer to a problem. I like that. And and that was, that was, uh, you know, Martin made me, I'll get to that in a second. Martin made me study something that uh, I probably wouldn't had normally studied. And uh, I had a, probably about a two to three month study of it. I need to get back on it, but I moved on to other things. But uh, that, that definitely goes hand in hand with what Terry said. Violence is never the answer to a problem. That's something that I had to learn. That's a learned characteristic, not something natural. Um, Omar Best says, stand up for yourself and not sell out. Interesting. Um, Tarshia Austin says, freedom, freedom, freedom. Simply, Martin Luther King to her and her his legacy and his works meant freedom, freedom, freedom. And if you had to pick one word, I don't think that you could pick one an, another word that would plainly describe um, some of his works and, and his most astounding works. So, you know, shout out, shout out to Tarshia for that comment. Carice Ryder Oak says, a voice can change the world, even ours. I like that. Kishan says, thank God almighty, we are almost, in parentheses, 
free at last. <laughs> she got, and she got a couple of likes on that, too. She says, we almost free at last. So I, I would love to ask Kashawn what she mean by that. She's probably listening. If you're listening, 619-638-8559 is the number. Hit number one. I, I want to ask you about that. Um, Shauna Edmondson says, and, and this is beautiful, she says that we should not take anything for granted and to never back down when faced with adversity. More Always stand up for what what you believe and lead by example. I, you know what? I need to copy that and paste that to uh, my notepad here on the computer, which I am doing right now. Copying that, pasting that, because that's something that I think we need to tell the youth more. Um, it seems that our youth are lost in transition, man. And, and the transition that they're lost in is from being dependent to interdependent. And uh, there's a lot of grown folks that are lost in that as well. But our youth, I think, they get more caught up into that because they have so much persuasion from so many so many different places. And, 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 you know, I don't believe in peer pressure, but there's a lot of pressure. That's for sure. There's a lot of pressure all, all around them. And, you know, I think they have to face a lot of things going on, not only the problems that we created or our parents' parents created or even our parents created for them economically and, and socially, but they also have new things that they have to overcome that are going on right now. And uh, the last comment that I read here is Dijon D. Love. And these are all from the face from my Facebook page. I didn't read anything from the blog at all. These are all from my uh, my Facebook page. And I do have one more that I wanted to say for last. But Dijon says that we are free to speak without again, without getting beat no more and to stand as one. So shout out to everybody who left a comment on that, man. I appreciate you guys. And, and I really think a lot of folks taking the time to, uh, you know, just simply answer a question that I post or who interact with me socially on, on the Facebook pages and the blogs and this, that, and the other. I, I think it's a beautiful thing that people actually care because there's a lot of things that you could be doing, but you took the time to share your comments with us. And, and, and I really love that. So, you know, that's real B.I.G. But um, 619-638-8559 is the number. Hit number one if you got a comment. We'll try to get to you as soon as we can. We got to move along and move on just a little bit. But I did have one more comment that I wanted to read off from uh, from a man by the name of Kevin Watkins. Kevin Watkins, always, always an avid supporter. He always shows us a lot of love. He always come through. I actually have two, two comments, too. One from D. Neville. Uh, she's a presidential candidate, by the way, folks. If you don't know who she is, look her up, D-Nevue. And uh, Dionia's is the first name, D-O-N-D-O-D-E-O-N-I-A-D-Nevue. So check her out. And her comment was, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. is my hero. And what I most remember about his legacy is the fact that he told us the truth about not placing judgment on someone by the color of their skin, but the content of their character and to love one another as brother and sister. And to always do your best to be nonviolent in all situations and to be strong and stand up for what you believe to be right with righteousness. Thank you, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., for what you did for many of us to make hope and change possible. Continue to rest in peace, Dr. Martin Luther King, with, with the Lord, as we all know, you are included in God's kingdom. Now, that was very beautiful. And uh, what I was saying about my man, Kevin Watkins, who's an avid listener, as well as D. Navy, uh, his comment was, I have learned many things from Reverend King. His messages were clear to me, and his quotes are as inspirational today as they were when he lived. 
He, he put in quotations, we must learn to live together as brothers or perish together as fools. The ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. The true neighbor will be, I'm sorry, the true neighbor will risk his position, his prestige, and even life for the welfare of others. We may have all come on different ships, but we're here in the same boat now. I learned from, I learned much from reading Dr. Reverend King's words, y'all wake up because our ship is sinking and will be sunk if we don't get it together. I saved that for last, um, and there were some beautiful words, too. I saved that for last because I happen to think that our ship is sinking, too. And, and you know, when I said I wanted to do a tribute show to the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, I really didn't know what angle to go with it. I almost called Alveda, uh, Alveda King, his niece. And uh, I was going to call some other people and ask them to come on the show and talk about it. But I thought I might take the time to reflect myself and and talk about some of the things that I've encountered and some of the things that I've learned or that I've read and how they apply directly to my life and the things that I've changed about my life and even even some of the things that I've been through. Because <clears throat> normally the things that we learn about Dr. Martin Luther King is is the Reverend Reverend King is that. You know, he was a civil rights activist, civil rights activist, civil rights activist. It's almost like he's only uh, it's almost like society only wants him to be remembered as a civil rights activist. And, uh, you know, I was talking to some folks and, and, and what I what I hold near and dear to my heart is that his family says, you know what? My father or my uncle or whatever may have what may have you. Reverend King was a man of God first. And, you know, I'm not going to get to preaching because I'm no one's preacher. God knows I'm not with all the flaws that I have that I am correcting by the day, by the hour and by the minute. But uh, he was a man of God first. And, you know, like I was saying earlier in the show, we get in debates with folks about what's important in life or what we feel like is injustice or what we feel like justice should be. And, you know, even what we feel like is just plainly right or wrong. Uh, and when you start talking about morals, so we get into arguments or I get into arguments or debates about those things. But it's, it's one thing that we always commonly forget is that we're all fighting this thing. We're all speaking about something for the benefit of each other. That was something that I remember my wife and we first got together. We'd argue about, um, did you eat today? And we're both concerned about the well-being of each other. I'm asking her, well, baby, you know you need to eat. You can't be going all day without eating. And she's saying the same thing to me. And we're going back and forth and back and forth. And then it was like something just slapped the heck out of me like, hold up. We're both arguing about the well-being of each other. You know what I mean? And and that's what happens a lot of times when you get a lot of grassroots organizations and, and a lot of different people and people of importance and the leaders and even churches, congregators, pastors, and preachers, ministers, or evangelists, or what, whatever you want to call those folks. It's like we, we're all in this great debate, or we're all in this great thing, this, this great uh, uh, idea. We all have, have the idea about what's right for humanity, or what's right for God's people, or what's right for all. And we always forget that we're, we're on the right side of this, that, that there's not many people that are totally on the wrong side of this. Now, the problem lies in the people that disguise themselves as righteous individuals and, and say that they're on the right side of this, but they stand for something totally different, whether it be money, greed, power, 
or or, or, or the demise of another race or something. And uh, it seems like those are the folks who always have the strong view that it can only be this way, the strong view or the strong idea that it can only be that way. And those are always the folks who are willing, in my opinion now, in my opinion, those are always the folks who are willing to throw God out of the picture. They don't want to talk about Christ being in this. They just want to talk about what the issue is and what they feel and what you said, and they want to make an argument out of the thing so someone can be right or wrong. You know what I mean? But I always notice that these folks, they don't like to add God into it. They don't like to add Christ into it. They don't want to talk about the righteous works or the righteous walk in this. And I'm here to tell you guys that the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King stood for God first, and that's who he was. That's what made him take on civil rights. That's what made him take on other things. That, that's what made him be the man that he was, the God in him. It wasn't that he just woke up one day and said, you know what, I need to do this for humanity. I think I need to do that because this is what's right. The man was a man of God first. And that's what a lot of people commonly don't understand. A lot of people just don't like. Um, You know, it really bothers me that people are willing to give up i guess that's the word when you when you look at what people like reverend king has accomplished what he set out to do there's so many people who are just willing to like give up and they don't want to do anything anymore they don't care about how society is you start talking about the things that are important for them and for their kids and the things that are coming up they don't want to talk about that They'd rather talk about a video. They'd rather talk about music or what's going on in entertainment or, or a game or sports entertainment or whatever. They don't want to talk about the issues that are at hand that really does affect us, whether it's short-term or long-term. People don't like to talk about that, and they refer to people who do talk about that as crazy, lame. Uh, they don't understand. They don't get it. They're always talking about that stuff. You know, I've had pe- I've had several people to tell me, well, it's it's just that way, and there's nothing you can do about it. And I'm like, whoa, it's, that's not the way. There is something you can do about it. And and one thing that Dr. King did, man, and one thing that his legacy does not get the credit for is that he sounded the alarm. And never before in America was that alarm sounded before. People knew. I mean, and especially when you start talking about civil rights and you start talking about, and I know it's not only about black folks, folks. You can save your emails on that. You don't have to send me an email. I understand that. But when you start talking about black people, okay, and, 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 and poor folks, they all know what needs to be done. We've always, speaking on black folks, we've always talked about amongst ourselves what was really right and what wasn't right. But no one wanted to really do it. No one wanted to be that front guy. No one wanted to stand up and say, you know what? I need to do this. I need to start telling folks about this. I need to get the word out. I need to research this. I need to read. You know, that's something that we don't share with each other. I need to read up on this and understand this so I can explain it to folks who can't understand it. So I can show them and they can get it for themselves. You know, so I can get them on the way. Mark, the Reverend King did not get the credit for sounding the alarm. I think he sounded the alarm and woke up a generation upon a generation of people. Whether they were professionals, whether they were poor, whether they were rich, whether they were politicians. And see, here's the misconception. 
when you start talking about Martin Luther King, a lot of people want to say that, okay, he woke up the black community or he woke up poor folks. But here's the thing. He woke up the leaders. He woke up presidents, presidential candidates. He woke up senators. See, he woke up church folks. <clears throat> A lot of people don't understand that because of the way that he was and how he went about himself and how he carried himself, that people would invite him. Politicians would invite him in. I challenge you guys to look at some of the interview that he's taking. A lot of people don't even know. And I saw it on Facebook today. I hadn't seen it in a long time. But a lot of people don't even know that Reverend King was on Johnny Carson. <laughs> you know? And, and, and one thing I noticed about the man, he stayed true to himself everywhere he went. He was a man of God first. He always put his principles in God first. And he woke people up. He's he's been all over the place and he was challenged. You got you you have to got, you have to research this folks and understand the places that he went and why he went there. Martin wasn't asked to come to the White House to to, to really get to the understanding on what his idea for America was. Are you crazy? You think nineteen sixty two they invited Martin Luther King to the White House so they can understand his idea for America? They were trying to refute, refute what the man was saying. They didn't. They wanted to prove him a dummy. People were inviting him and to talk to him and, and interviews on ABC News and all these other places. They wanted to prove that the man wasn't as bright as the world thought he was. But they couldn't do it because he was true to himself. And that's where we have to be as a people today. He sounded the alarm to let people know, look, you can be who you are. You can be true to yourself and do something about what's going on now. And you don't have to do it with a brick, a rock, a gun, a bat, or a broom. You can do it with your mind. You can educate yourself and get yourself on a higher level of the people that you view intelligent. Martin Luther King sounded the alarm, folks. I want everybody to understand that. I want you guys to say it. If you don't remember nothing else about this show or you don't remember anything else in the world, I want you guys to understand that the Reverend King sounded the alarm. And that alarm opened the eyes and the minds of a lot of people in a lot of different ways. He influenced the world, not only America. And don't believe for a second the leaders invited him. And I'm not, and I'm not talking about all of them, but don't believe for a second that the leaders invited him because they wanted to know what his proper idea for America was. Didn't go down like that. Not at all. Not at all. They wanted to prove the man not worthy. They wanted to prove and say, hey, here's what Martin Luther King said right here. Here's what he meant by this. See, we told you he didn't have an idea. We knew we could break them, but they couldn't break them. Why couldn't they break them? Because the man was true to himself. Why was he true to himself, and how did he keep it together so well? Because he was a man of God first. A man of God first, and he knew what he was. An educated person. A person that was willing to die for what he believed in. And what was the original thing and what he believed in, everybody? I, I want to put this in your hearts, man. I, I hope y'all saying it before I say it. What was in his heart was God, man. He was a man of God. He didn't have to fake a front for nobody. That's why he was willing to die. He knew where he was going. He said, I've seen the promised land. 
He said, I've seen it. I might might not arrive there with you, but I've seen the promised land. I've seen where we need to go and where we're going. How many people can you name in in society through your lifetime who have lived a life and has been an impact on the world, not not even just this country, but have been an impact on the world like that, who was never a politician, never some spoon-fed rich guy um, that just threw his money around so people would listen to him like Donald Trump is? It was never that. It was never that. Going to a commercial, man. We'll be right back. I'll take a phone call. I'm sorry, folks. I see the lines lit up. You guys bear with me. I got to go to a commercial, man, and we're going to give you guys a little bit of the sports in just a second. If you're just logging in with us, make sure you hit us up, 619-638-8559 is the number. Hit the number one if you got a comment. If you're rocking with us online, you probably listen to us on www.kirpradioshow.com. Or you're probably checking us out on iTunes, man. iTunes, podcast, keyword, KRRP Radio Show. Don't forget we're on Twitter. Add us on your Twitter, man. At symbol NC Pudgy is me. At symbol KRRP Radio Show. And like I always say about my Twitter, I'm going to say what I want to say. So don't get upset with me. But if you do, send us an email, Radio at gmail.com. And guess what? We got some videos, man. Check us out on YouTube. That's YouTube.com, KRP Radio Show. And we're also on Google+, Plus, which we don't use that often. But, hey, add us to your circles, man. We'll be right back. empty bleachers and packed houses. It's the difference between showing up and taking over. It's the difference between JV and VIP. Because the difference between nothing and everything is 9.8 ounces. The difference is the Adidas Adidas Crazy Light. The lightest ever. Available at Foot Locker. Sound Shoe, the number one online music tournament, encompasses seven different genres, including hip-hop, R&B, country, reggae, reggaeton, pop, rock, and gospel. Music artists, log on to SoundChew.com to compete for a chance to have exclusive access to music listeners across the globe. Build relationships with other music artists and music professionals, plus maximize your exposure and gain worldwide attention. Music listeners, log on now to enjoy new music from up-and-coming artists then. Vote for the songs you like best to ensure that your favorite artist wins. Also, check out the latest in music news. Music execs and producers, scout music talent to find your next big star. Musicians and voters, sign up for SoundChew today. That's www.soundchew.com. S-O-U-N-D-C-H-E-W. Once again, that's www.soundchew.com, the number one online music tournament. Could switching to GEICO really save you 15% or more on car insurance? Did the little piggy cry wee, wee, wee all the way home? Yeah? 
your home. Oh, cool. Thanks, Mrs. A. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. For all your trucking needs, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC. That's Allen's Trucking LLC, owner Brian Allen and BA Welding Incorporated. For all your trucking or your welding needs or transportation needs across the country, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. That number is 919-426-5455. Again, 919-426-5455. If you have transportation needs and you need to get your equipment there on time, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC. Okay, so it's 3708. Okay. Uh, paper or plastic? Plastic. That's the magic word. What? Green police. <laughs> you picked the wrong day to mess with the ecosystem, plastic boy. Battery! Battery! Let's go! Take the house! Put the run down! Sir! That's a compost and furniture! Oh! Did you install these bulbs? Oh. Tragedy strikes tonight where a man has just been arrested for possession of an incandescent light bulb. What do you guys think about plastic bottles now? The water setting is at 105. Yeah. You got a TDI here? Clean diesel. You're good to go, sir. Good afternoon, officers. Are those foam cuffs you're drinking from? Yeah. Please step out of the car and put them on the hood. Some people say good things come to those who wait. Truth is, good things come to those who work. work later and work harder. You're willing to go farther than anyone else to get them. If you're waiting for good things to come to you, <laughs> you'll be waiting for a pretty long time. This is L.A. This is what we do. Sports scores coming up here in the NFL has been uh well it hasn't been what people have been expecting. <laughs> That's all I can tell you. But uh just for a second, I'm gonna stop the music and say Tim Tebow is clearly a man of God, right? Right? I don't think nobody nobody I think it is what it is, man. Everybody knows Tim Tebow was definitely a man of God, but let me tell you something. He got that butt tore up. Denver, 10 points in the divisional playoff game. New England, 45. 
45. It was a beat down. I'm I'm trying to tell you, Tim Tebow couldn't do anything right, folks, as New England advanced on. And uh, it is what it is. Tebow goes home. There's been a lot of mockery. Folks have been making a big deal about, you know, everybody's doing the Tebow and all this, that, you know, disrespecting the man. But shout out to Tim Tebow, man. He did his thing. It's Drew Brees is on fire. I'm sorry. Not Drew Brees. We ain't going to go there yet because Drew Brees is at home. Houston and Baltimore today. Thrill in Manila. As Ed Reed caps the game off with an interception, Baltimore puts up 20 points as the Raven moves on again. How in the world does the Ravens keep doing it, man? Ravens 20, Houston 13. Houston played a good game, and uh, they just didn't have enough for the Baltimore Ravens. Once again, you know, it is what it is, but the Baltimore, they... Man, they can't be denied. They keep going back to back to back to back in the playoffs. So, shout out to Baltimore Ravens, man, doing what they do, doing their thing. And uh, now let's go back to yesterday again. New Orleans and San Francisco. The New Orleans Saints. Home of Weezy. Weezy F, baby. It looked like a gremlin. Anyway, New Orleans 32. I shouldn't have said that, right? I shouldn't have said that. They look like a gremlin. He does look like a gremlin, though, don't he? Tell the truth. Lil Wayne looks just like a gremlin, by the way. Somebody let him know. At no matter of fact, his name's not Lil Wayne anymore. It's at Lil Tunchi on Twitter. Yeah, Lil Tunchi with them little jeans. You know. Anyway, I'm not gonna speak on the little jeans right now because I, I know I need to do the sports. I need to finish this sports, but it's the grown men in little bitty jeans and they sag them? I don't get it. Anyway. Even Lil Wayne pulling for New Orleans wasn't enough. And I think Lil Wayne's a Green Bay fan, by the way. But uh, New Orleans, 32 points. The San Francisco 49ers, baby. Yeah. San Francisco 49ers held it down. 36 points. New Orleans, 32. New Orleans, 32. I got to say it right. New Orleans, 32 points on the board. As Drew Brees came up short. Moving right along. And this game just ended just a little while ago and people are talking about it like wild kicks on Twitter. I mean, it's going like hot fire. Everybody's talking about it. People can't believe it. I really can't believe it, but I felt like they could do it. Okay. New York Giants 37 Green Bay Packers 20. Where's the boo? The boo. Okay, we ain't doing no boos. The G-Men did their thing. Yeah, New York Giants, 37 points. Green Bay Packers, 20 on today. And the game just ended, and everybody's talking about it. Aaron Rodgers couldn't do what he do. The Giants hounded Rodgers all day long. They could not be stopped, man. So, shout-out to the New York Giants. Shout-out to the Baltimore Ravens. Big out GBIG. Shout-out to the San Francisco 49ers and the New England Patriots. Next week, folks, we got Baltimore we got San Fran. And personally, I think that's going to be the Super Bowl. We'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. New England has to play Baltimore. And uh, San Francisco will play the Giants. And that's almost like old school football. But anyway, Sports Report was brought to you by, I know I overstated it for a very long time, but this Sports Report was brought to you by our friends at... 
Soundshoe, the number one online music tournament, encompasses seven different genres, including hip-hop, R&B, country, reggae, reggaeton, pop, rock, and gospel. Music artists, log on to Soundshoe.com to compete for a chance to have exclusive access to music listeners across the globe. Build relationships with other music artists and music professionals, plus maximize your exposure and gain worldwide attention. Music listeners, log on now to enjoy new music from up-and-coming artists, then vote for the songs you like best to ensure that your favorite artist wins. Also, check out the latest in music news. Music execs and producers, scout music talent to find your next big star. Musicians and voters, sign up for Soundshoe today. That's www.soundshoe.com. S-O-U-N-D. C-H-E-W. Once again, that's www.soundchew.com, the number one online music tournament. So yeah, shout out to my people out there at soundchew.com. And you guys are B-I-G in my book, Had to Do the Sports Report. You know, it is what it is, man. The NFL is looking great right now. You know, shout out to all those guys who won on today, who prevailed. Next week, we'll see what happens. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. Moving right along. We're talking about the legacy of the man, the master, the most prolific innovator. My man, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And, uh, you know, we're talking about his legacy and the life that he led. How did it inspire us? There's um, There's a lot of people who don't. Who don't like what he led? They don't. They don't like the way he moved. They don't think that uh, um, nonviolence was the approach. And uh, you know, Malcolm X spoke about it very, very, very strongly. And um, there's a lot of people still talking about it today. You know, there, there's people that are saying that uh, the acts that he took and the measures that he took. You know, he should have fought back, and it should have been this way. And you know, everybody. There's, there's one thing about when you're doing something. Everybody has their idea of how it should go. You know, and and normally it's the people that who are doing who are doing diddly squat. They always have an opinion about what you should do or how it should be done, and this, that, and the other. So, you know, I let that stuff go through one ear, one ear out the other. I will say that thank God he was the man that he was, and and thank God he did carry himself the way that he carried himself because right now we are seeing the legacy that he left by doing what he did. Who knows what would have happened if he would have went another way. You know, I don't know what to tell you. All I can tell you is enjoy what we got right now. And if there's anybody on this earth to model yourself after when it comes to taking action, uh, the Reverend Martin Luther King will be the man that you will model yourself after. Um, on the line I have, well, I lost that caller. I got a call. Well, I got my man Kevin Daniels on the line, president of the Frederick Douglass Foundation, consulted in his own right. My man, my brother, Kev, what's up, baby? How you? I'm good, man. What's going on? There's a lot going on. There's always a lot going on. I think you know that, though. Oh, yeah. Right now, I'm looking for a piece of candy that I had. Up here. Oh, I found it. Yes, sir. Oh, it's gone. I ate it already. Okay, but anyway. um, You know, happy birthday to Dr. King, Kev. You know, how you, you know how, how did the man inspire you, brother? Just curious, man, because you, you're, you're quite the inspiring person yourself. You know, I think a lot of people look at you and, and they listen to you and invite you into their homes and, you know, to, at their events and they hear the things that you say. And, uh, you know, frankly, you, you're pretty inspiring yourself. So, you know, how did Reverend King inspire you or, or 
you know, how did he give you a, a push, or what do you think about his legacy? Um, he he inspired me to want to improve conditions in 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 the lives of of everyone. You know, he wanted everyone to, you know, to, you know, to have the the opportunity, you know, for equality, have the opportunity, you know, for happiness, to live life. You know, he, I mean, there's so much that he wanted, but it it, it was all based upon around his faith. You know, and that was his driving force. You know, when we talk about the nonviolent movement, um, that was King the preacher. You know, when I when I give my, I'm speaking tomorrow at a at a Martin Luther King event. Mm-hmm. And um, in my remarks, you know, I'll I, I give you a little preview, but um, I'm going to talk about King the Preacher because mm-hmm. it was King the Preacher that 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 motivated King, the civil rights icon, and that's not talked about enough, you know. And, and I agree. So when you know when you was talking about the the nonviolent, that was King the Preacher that 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 moved that, you know, that was motivated. By, by that, you know, when we talked about the triple, when he talked about the triple evils, um, that was his, that was King the Preacher that, that, that motivated that, you know, the triple evils being racism, war, and poverty. You know, that was, that was King the Preacher. And that's not what's talked about enough. Um, you know, the, the civil rights icon is lifted up and that diminished, and, and they diminished the, the, the persona of King the Preacher. You know, and you know, to give him worldwide appeal, you know, to make him more mainstream. Yeah. You know, you don't want to you 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 downplay the the, the Christ that he yep. he served, and you know, you give him more mass appeal. You know, which it is what it is, but it's unfortunate that 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 they do that because in them removing King the preacher, they turned him into a political pawn, mm-hmm. where both sides, Republican and Democrat, pull his name out when it suits their agenda. But King. King, he was he was bigger than that, man. He was bigger than the political agenda. King had his agenda that he pushed. But what's not talked about enough is that is that he worked with both parties because in, in 1958, 1960, he worked with Republican President Eisenhower to pass civil rights legislation. Then he turned around in 1964 and in 65 and worked with um, 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 Johnson, and prior to that, he worked with Kennedy to pass the Civil Rights Act of '64 and the Voting mm-hmm. Rights Act of '65. So, right now, the way that King's being used is, is you know, is, is, is to me, it's, it's, it's sad that they do it. But politics trumps everything nowadays. And, um, but yeah, you know, that's 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 what he inspired me to do. He inspired me to just want to be better. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's, Wow. I, I, I agree with that, man. And I, I think that, um, you know, like I was saying earlier, I, I, I think that the schools have have really it's like that's the only thing that they teach about Reverend King. And there's so, 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 so much more, man. I, you know, I really challenge people to really dig deep and, and learn more about the man, first of all, the man himself and the life that he led and, and definitely learn more about the preacher, you know, Reverend King, because he was all those things. Of course he was a man, but he was a preacher long before he was a, 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 a an American icon. And some of the things that he did to get to that level are, to me, the, the most inspiring things. You know, 
like the, the nonviolent demonstrations, you know what I mean? And, and, you know, the organizations that, the, uh, uh, the, the, with the SCLC, you know, yeah, it's on the Christian leadership conference. Yeah, man. It, it was, it's amazing what he went through to get to the point for everybody to even notice him and, and the avenues and the lanes they taken, even some of the relationships and some of the people that they had to work with. You know what I mean? It, yeah. You know, he had people right in his back pocket and, and Kevin, you would like me to, to research this, but he had people right in his back pocket who really didn't want it to succeed. You know, they wanted him yeah. to go a total different way than what he went. They knew, but they knew he was powerful. So they, they felt like they needed him, but they thought they could persuade him to go another way. And that was even evident in the um, in the I Have a Dream speech. Um, you know, we know that, you know, people that, that get to that level that are so busy, you know, they have speech writers. Yeah. And he was, you know, the day before he gave that speech, he was sitting with a group of with a group of his his advisors and they telling him, you know, and they was arguing over which way, you know, he should go with the speech. Mm-hmm. You know, he should tone down the the, 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 the um the Jesus stuff. You know, speak a little more towards this. Well, one person said, "Well, wait a minute. You're a preacher. You need to talk about the Lord and talk less about this." Mm-hmm. You know, so they was, you know, so they had their input on which way they wanted him to go. And you know, uh, the accounts was from a, from a, one of the speechwriters, the guy that was there. He was like, you know, King listened to everybody and said, "Okay, well now, uh, you know, thank you, gentlemen. I'm gonna go up to my room now. I need to consult with the Lord." Mm-hmm. And that's that's that was his driving force, you know, because. When you in this when you in this game, and and you know there's I'm not no way on his level, but you get a lot of people that want you to go in the direction that they want you to go, and they'll and they'll throw money at you, yep. you know they'll throw a whole lot of things at you, <clears throat> you know they'll throw you know popularity, they'll throw women, they'll throw all kinds of stuff at you to try to pull you in their direction, but if if you're not a person of conviction you know, strong convictions, you know, even though he was imperfect man and all of us are imperfect, you know, we have our vices sure. and he's done some things, but he was still driven by his convictions. And and once his convictions took over, you know, um, yeah, he ain't going to tell him what to do. He's going to do what he, he going to do what he needs to do. And that's what I wish that we, we had more within our people. And, you know, the legacy that he left behind, look at all of the, all of the, I'd say basically almost all of the leaders that we have in the black community today, most of them have reverence by their names, and most of them came up from that era. That's right. Um, that that he that he was in, you know, after he after he was assassinated, that's where you get the that's where the Jesses and the Al Sharptons and the and the, and the, and the, and all of these different organizations like the NAACP rose to mm-hmm. prominence after he after he was assassinated. The Urban League, a lot of these other groups. You know they 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 were on the rise, but look at these guys got reverend in front of their name, and they, they and their preachers turned civil rights activists. You know they was all following in his footsteps, so his legacy is evident, man. But these but these dudes, man, they they just they just perverted it. You know, I mean, you know, wow. that's what it is. But these it guys, came, man, he's he just inspiration. But these guys that you know, we start talking about these guys. Um, I think one of the most amazing facts, too, about Dr. King is his inner circle. And, uh, you know, black folks always have, all my life, have commonly looked at uh, uh, Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton, as uh, some of our heroes or some of the spokesmen. I I love to say spokesmen because, to me, it seems like 
Um, blacks are always reaching for a leader or looking for, uh, I guess you could say, another king. You know what I mean? They're looking for another king or another person to step up and, and maybe not fill his shoes, but to step up and speak for black folks. But, you know, we always look at Jesse Jackson and not anymore, but I, I think in the past, in my lifetime, or, or people that are right along with, I'll say, 30 and upward or, or 20, 27 and upward, look at uh, Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton as some of the iconic figures that were right there with Dr. King. And rightfully so, they were to be the people who would carry on the legacy and, and carry on the dream. But it seems like, I mean, these guys, they don't even go by reverend anymore. It's, it's like they drop that title uh, maybe for monetary things or, or what may have you. It's, they Jesse, got political. Yeah, very political. And, and it seems like to me the NAACP has also become a political organization now. I mean, total these political. Dudes, these dudes, both of them that you just named and a lot of other people include, to include the NAACP, you know, they were, you know, uh, you know, uh, King was political. Mm-hmm. You know, Malcolm X was political. They was involved in the system. But what I mean by political, when I when I say that, is that they 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 put their flag on the side. Mm-hmm. You know, where where they just said, okay, you know, Jesse Jackson in '84 said I'm gonna run for president of the Democrat Party. Okay, so now once he took a side, he he just you know he he when when you when you take a stance firmly on on one side then you basically alienate the people on the other side, so to speak. Because you mm-hmm. have now you're now you have to follow the blueprint of that particular party. And that's what Jesse Jackson did. That's what Al Sharpton did. And um when when he ran for president, I forgot what year, um, I don't know, nineties or two thousand, something like that. When he ran for president, he put his flag down and he took a side. And once he took a side, he you 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 lose your effectiveness to relate to everybody, and that's what King was able to do. He was able to to to, to stay in the middle, but work with both sides and deal with everybody. Mm-hmm. Right now, when um, Al Sharpton and, and Jesse Jackson and a lot of these other guys that took these 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 firm stances for a political party, and there's Republican guys that did it too, mm-hmm. and still doing it now. Um, once you take a stance firmly for one particular party all you do is attack the other party and when you attack the other party then you then then, then a lot of people are not going to listen to you um um these guys jackson and sharpton they lost a whole avenue of people a whole group of people because a lot of people won't even listen to him because of you know he's such a firm you know he's a a, a pro-choice preacher you know what yeah. i mean He's a, he, you know, he's a preacher that, you know, ain't gonna get it all out, but he, he's, they, they just, you know, from them putting their flag down and choosing side, they took away, they from their effectiveness, or their 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 likeness to King, and in, in, in regards to their civil rights activism, because now it's only one sided, you know, there's no two sides for that corner. King had an agenda, and he was pushing that agenda, no matter what. And whoever wanted to work with him, let's work, let's go. I mean, I don't recall um, in, in the speeches that I've read and heard that he goes out there and talks about Republicans or talks about Democrats. I don't recall that. Me either. You really? know, he talked about he talked he had he had his issue, and he was pushing this issue, and then that was it. Wow. Talking about the legacy of Doctor Reverend Doctor Martin Luther King Jr. Six one nine six three eight eight five five nine is the number. 
Kev, what where where do you speak and uh what time tomorrow? Let the folks know. I speak tomorrow in, in Chapel Hill. Um the the march begins at nine o'clock. And um um we march down Hillsborough Street, the first Baptist church on, on um I don't know the exact number of the mm-hmm. but it's Robeson Street. First Baptist Church or Robeson Street in Chapel Hill, nine AM. There's there's a there's a group of us speaking and um and the, 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 the main speaker is going to be Representative Larry Hall from Durham. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the theme of, of the event is called Forever Forward. And it's that's a that's a and that's one thing, that's another thing, man. You know, I I, I don't wanna you know, please don't take it y'all like I'm trying to bash the um the the, the, the promoters of this event. And I'm gonna talk about this tomorrow too, trust me. Um that that even that those two words right there, forever forward. That's political. Yeah, it is. You know, that's a that's 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 a, that's political. That's a that that's a and and that's what I, that's what I was talking about before, man. About people taking this man's legacy and perverting it to push a political agenda. That's one sided. You know what I mean? Because that's a that's forever forward. If you look at MSNBC, they talking about moving forward. Mm-hmm. You talk about you listen to, to a lot of the Democrat party. They talking about. Forward, never backward. NAACP chant, forward, never backward. Well, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to give my whole speech away, man, but, you know, one thing I'm going to say tomorrow, my opening remarks, I'm going to say, listen, y'all talking about, everybody talking about moving forward, which is good, but we moving forever forward, but we leaving Jesus Christ behind. Mm. Wow. And we <laughs> we can't do that, especially if we're going to call ourselves Christians, the body of Christ is standing in the church. I call I was talking to a representative, I'm not going to say his name, and we was talking about, um, you know, being a Christian, and then we was talking about, you know, certain issues. And he was telling me that, you know, I'm a Christian man. But I'm willing to drop that. that. Yeah, Yeah. so I called him a Christian atheist. Yeah. He said, a Christian atheist? I ain't no Christian atheist. I said, yes, you are. I said, because on one hand, you believe in this. I said, but when it comes to political, I said, but then when you turn politically, I said, there's no God. You're a Christian atheist. Mm. He got upset with that. That's what, what it is. is. What it is. You know, and, and King was not no atheist politically. Because when, how, how, how in his, in that, in that famous, I have a dream speech, at the end of the speech, he talks about, thank God almighty, we are free at last. You know, and many, and many of his other speeches, and his speech to the American churches, he talks about, if 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 any earthly institution conflicts with God's will, it is our Christian duty to stand against it. In another speech, um, um, in a collection of speeches that's called um, um, something to love, I forgot, uh, power to strength to love. He said that if the if the church loses its prophetic zeal, it become nothing more than a, than an irrelevant social club, no spiritual or moral authority. Hmm. So, and then you know I don't want to knock the King Memorial. It's a good thing, but how come there ain't no scripture on it? They don't talk about Reverend King nowhere up there. That's a, that's the question that I asked too. You know, but, his doctor, doctor, doctor this and doctor that. Come well, on, man, they 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 downplay you, downplay you, downplay the spiritual aspect of the man to give him more worldwide appeal, so that everybody could relate to him. That's what they're doing to the man. They perverting his legacy. And 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 oh, let me say this other thing. Mm-hmm. I know I know you got I know you got to move on, man. And you know you I, I was still laying down in the bed. I just woke up. You made me sit up. You got me. 
<laughs> yeah, got me passionate right now. But um, I'm hearing a lot of talk about, and and this is what I was talking about how how people, you know, they take Christianity, which is supposed to be a lifestyle that that we're supposed to try to. There's a mark that we have to try to reach. It's an everyday living thing. You know, we fall, we make mistakes, we get up, and then we keep it moving. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> what a lot of these people are doing, and, and 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 this goes along with them trying to downplay King the Preacher and exalt King the Civil Rights Icon and then um, exalt politics um, over King, you know, the Preacher, is that they're talking now about how the Republican Party's having their debate tomorrow night. And... Um, on King's birthday in South Carolina, and how it's disrespectful to to the legacy of King. Um, I mean, a lot of people talk about that. You know, Al Sharpton mainly leading the charge, and he had some chick on his show um, the other day talking about that, and they and they, they're really pumping that. The, uh, the 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 chairman of the Democrat Party down there um, is 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 equating that to racism. Um, oh, he's, you know, they're saying that they're saying that. Um, you know, it was racially insensitive. And you know what? To be honest with you, me being one, I, if it was me planning it, I wouldn't have done it on that day. Mm-hmm. That's just me. But since they did it, they did it. I ain't going to knock it. And the reason why I say that this, their comments and stuff like that is politically motivated is because when it's, when it's how come on Christmas they don't talk about NFL, NBA playing games? Ain't that insensitive to, 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 to Jesus and the Christians all around the world? If they view it the same, if it's on an equal equal scale, it would be, yeah, sure. But it's not because they don't, they won't, they won't say that because it's about it's about politics, man. Politics, and, money, and, and politics. They, yeah, and how come these guys can pull a race card? You know, um, well, these just poll, his poll vote IDs, poll tax. But then when they talk about the um, the Emancipation Proclamation, the eighteen, you know, when when Lincoln got in the, the election in eighteen sixty, oh, they want to pull a race card now. That's what they're saying about Republicans. I'm like, hold on, man. There's no consistency. And that's one thing about King that is missing is that when he took a position, he was consistent in his position mm-hmm. all across the board. Wasn't nobody moving him. Wasn't nobody swaying him. He was, King was so effective and so powerful in what he was doing. He was making the political parties come towards him. That's right. And it wasn't, and it wasn't the other way around. But we, you know, the, 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 the generation now is, is, we got to go towards a political party in order to in order to be effective, and you know I'm 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 victim to that, you know. But but and you know what I think that in my opinion the next the next true leader in the black community, you know, because King was was for the rights of 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 blacks first, mm-hmm. and then for everybody else. But the next leader in our community is going to be somebody that 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 that, that that's nonpartisan. That's that's out there working with both parties. See, like what what we doing, P, is we going to this NAACP Democrat event tomorrow. And yesterday, I was at a pro life event, which was basically all Republicans. Mm-hmm. That's the type of leader that we need. Somebody that's nonpartisan. Somebody that's willing to work with whoever, because they have an agenda that they're trying to push, and they're willing to work with whoever is willing to help push that agenda without compromising their convictions and and and, and their beliefs. That's what we need, you know, because as a Christian man, the Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. When we have 
um, these 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 preachers that's supposed to be leading us in the community, and they and they're Christian atheists. Um, they, you know, they they they're, they're politically one way, and 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 personally, I'm this way. You know, that's 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 a double-minded man. They're unstable in all their ways. Now, if you take hundreds of them, hundreds of 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 unstable Christian atheists, and you put them in leadership positions, look at the condition of the look at the condition of our community, and look at the conditions of our country. It reflects it directly. Bunch of bunch of unstable Christian atheists. Yeah, it it it, it, does, it reflects it directly, and and that's a huge problem that I have with people. And and Kevin, I was saying that earlier. I don't know if you heard it, but I was saying one thing about King. Man, he knew he was sure of himself. And it, and if you ask yourself why was he sure of himself, sure of himself is because he was about Christ first, man. You know, he was a man of God first, and he knew that, and he wasn't going to sway away from that. So, you know, you kill yourself before you could change his position. Because he knew or he even, was doing righteous works. Or even even Malcolm X, same way. You know, yeah. he had his convictions and you wasn't moving them. I've I've been watching um things about Muhammad Ali for the past past three, four nights. Yeah. And he was he was there's a part that, that after King's holiday that I'm gonna start bringing out about Muhammad Ali that's never talked about. The activist part in him. Mm-hmm. Um I've been listening to speeches of this man and I didn't know he was this powerful outside of the ring. Yes, we sir. knew he had a lot of mouth in the ring, but when he was still dealing with, 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 with what's going on in the community, to me, he was even more powerful because I yeah. like that type of thing. Yeah, yes, sir. He was a man of conviction, and you wasn't going to sway him. And, but look at these three guys that I just named. They was nonpartisan. They wasn't political. I mean, they was involved with politics, but they wasn't running around saying, I'm a Republican or a Democrat. Right. They was running around saying, I'm a Christian or I'm a Muslim. That's what I am. That's who I am, and this is what I believe in, and this is what I'm going to stand for, and you're not going to move me. You can strip my title. You can bomb my house. You can threaten my family. You can do whatever you want to do, but I ain't budging. And that's what we need in our community if we're going to move forward at all. We need somebody that's willing to push us um, 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 economically, socially, spiritually. We need all of that wrapped in one person or wrapped in a few people you know, that's willing to work together to move us forward. Voltron. We just need more people to work with me and Kevin Daines. That's what it is. And my brother Rashad. That's what it is. Need more people to work with us, man, because, frankly, and and my man Algernon and, you know, a couple more people. Listen, man, frankly, I'm not bragging, but those are the positions that we take, Kevin. You know, I don't. we don't go around here telling folks that they should be this or they should be that, but I always say take a look at this. Take a look at that. Because, you know, one thing that Martin did for me is that he opened my eyes to, I don't know, I don't even know how to put it because he opened my eyes to so many things, but he opened my eyes to reality that you couldn't just assume, you know, I couldn't go off what I was told all my life, you know what I mean? I I really had to look at this thing for what it was and get my own assumption from it and understand what's going on and stop talking reckless because I feel like you you can't always go in with emotions. You got to stop going in with emotions and start understanding facts first, and then things will be clear. So, it'll be more clear. So, I think if anything, I think he taught me clarity and to have some heart, man. Because it, it doesn't take much heart to fight, Kevin, and, and to everybody out there listening, man. It doesn't take much heart to fight. You know what I mean? It takes more heart to not fight. <laughs> I mean, you got to think about that. It takes more heart to not fight. To be at that point of anger where you can, where you're almost ready to explode, 
but you smile and tell somebody I'm gonna pray for you, man. If, if I'm not there yet, I'm a long way from that. I was ready to tear somebody's head off the other day, but and that's and that's and that's where his faith came into play, right? You know, because that that nonviolence, you know, that's that that those are the words of the Lord. You know, he didn't say nonviolence, but you know, he he was talking about turning. You know, where we get that phrase, turn the other cheek from. Um, you know the fruit, fruits of the spirit. One of them is temperance, which is self-control. Mm-hmm. Pride. You know, and that's and that's those are those are things that those are character traits that 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 we have to get in him being the and 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 one thing about him being a preacher, he has to be that example. Sure. You know of of what to do, you know what not to do, you know because he was traveling around the country doing what he was doing with activism, but people don't talk about it on Sunday he was at home preaching. Yeah. Co-pastor. Word. <laughs> For real. I'm going to go right over here to Ebenezer, and I'm going to take care of my business, unless he was, you know, preaching somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But that's, you know, his convictions is what motivated him. And our leadership, our current leadership in the black community, their convictions don't motivate them. It's their, their, their political beliefs. That mo- That motivates them. And um, there's a lot of these guys, man, where their political beliefs conflict, you know, with their with their convictions, but they're gonna push it anyway, you know. And that's and, that, and that's the sad state we live in today, man. But you know, I keep going and going and going, man. But I gotta go to the jail. No doubt, I understand, my man. I definitely understand. I, I appreciate you coming on and um, sharing some of that with us because. You know, I, I hope it enlightens somebody. I hope it opens someone's eyes and, and you know, maybe unlocks something to make some people start thinking differently about some views they might have or, you know, the way they look at Dr. King. So you definitely dropped some jewels, brother. I appreciate you coming through. One love. I want to appreciate you having me, man. I'll talk no to you. No doubt. All right. Well, so Kevin Daniels, president of the Frederick Douglass Foundation, man, consultant in his own right, part of the WMMG family, definitely part of the KRP family and RHR Entertainment Group. You know, that's my brother, man. It is what it is. But um, let's see. I got one, two, three, four. Let's see who's been holding on the longest. I got a caller out of the 336, the 816, the 704, and the 210 who's been on for over 15, 20 minutes. Let's go to the 33. No, we got enough 336. Let's go to the 816. Uh, you're the only caller from the 816. You're on the air with this. What what city is that? Seattle, Missouri, somewhere? Missouri? Yeah. You're on the air with this, Missouri. How you doing? <laughs> What's up, Pudgy? Why are you acting like you don't know who this is? Thomas. Thomas, what's up, baby? Thomas. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. My bad. <laughs> My bad. Course, How's it going, yeah. first of all? All right, it's a little under the weather, but you, you know, like you it's a... all good. Yeah, you sound like you got a cold a little bit, bro. Well, it's a little bit more than that. Um, Uh-oh. Um, yeah, um... Heart issues and that kind of thing, but I'll be all right. Um, I am calling because I was listening to your your guest, and he was he was so he was so on point in everything he was saying about the compromise of the ministers within our community. And it was it was kind of funny this morning. I was you know I was thinking about some things, and I was on my way to church. And um, just kind of praying, 
and the Lord dropped something into my into my spirit in that there is actually a correlation between the conditions within our community and the fact that for whatever reason when it comes to politics, we suddenly we decide to lay down our faith mm-hmm. and you know in what's the word I'm looking for? We lay down our faith and the, instead we choose history. We go with history instead of um the biblical principles. Mm. And I'm sure you know what I'm talking about and I I you know, I've got a lot of I've gotten a lot of, um, you know, harassment stuff said because I didn't vote for Barack Obama when he ran for presidency. But like I told anybody else, first of all, let me tell you something. I don't care what color the man's skin is. If his principles don't line up with my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, I don't give a rip who he is. I'm not going to vote for him. And I (laughs) didn't vote for him. And so – and and the thing of it is, you 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 and your guests, you you guys are speaking you're speaking my language because on my shows, um, during the week, I tell people first of all, <clears throat> this whole fiscal conservative and social conservatives, all that stuff, mm-hmm. there's no such thing because if you are Christian conservative. You can't separate your faith from your <laughs> politics because if you're separating your faith from your politics, you just said your politics, your political beliefs defined your relationship with Jesus Christ. Thank and so you, on my show I have I I have this expression and it's it's a motto on my show, I say this politics doesn't define my faith in Jesus Christ. My faith in Jesus Christ defines my politics. No, and, that's right. and I don't separate them two. People may be like, well, you can't do that. You might offend people. So what? This is the problem. We have hidden our faith instead of walking in the victory that the Word of God says that we have and being the prosperous people, being the first in the last line of defense against the tyranny and the other things that's going on, not only in our community, but in our country as a whole, when mm-hmm. we step to the plate and put our trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, we will see the fruits of our faith. But until then, we will keep suffering. Thomas, I, I got to conserve this too early, man, because you know what? I, I, I really get sick of all the, all the titles. You know what I mean? Every, exactly. Everybody has a title for it because everybody wants to be different. You know what I mean? And, and there's two extremes. Either everybody wants everyone to have the same or everybody wants to be right. so indifferent that they, like, have to reinvent a title for themselves or, or whatever. And that, right. you, that's like the, all the heterosexual, metrosexual, all, all that crap. I mean, you are what you are. Exactly. You know, you are what you are at the end of the day. But I, I agree with you, man. There's, there's a lot of folks who, who like to uh, – Dance on that line of 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 being a child of God versus uh, being a full blown Republican Democrat, whatever you want to call it. You know what I'm saying? And and I don't agree with that. All that I think that for me, okay, for me and and what I recommend to anybody is to vote with your faith first of all. Hey. And and right now, what we're finding out, uh, 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 Thomas, is that there's no one to turn our faith 
there's no faith vote in it for us right now. Which what I'm looking at in this presidential candidate. I don't even want to. I don't even want to get into that right now because that's a whole nother show yeah, that I, you and that you I and I I'll probably you. do together. You and I probably do that together, and, I, and I'll get with you on that too. I, but man, diff- I feel you there. Yeah, different ball game, man. But the legacy of Dr. King. Yeah. Um, how how did how did he inspire you? How do you think this has played a part in your life? Well, <clears throat> I look at it like this. I know I know Dr. King for you know for what um for what he you know for what he was and he was a man of convictions he was a he was a man of God he was not without his flaws everybody knows this because you know he he wasn't always privy to everything that was going on you know some people try to criticize him for um he was the first recipient of the Margaret Singer Lifetime Achievement Award. Yeah. But I honestly believe this, that had he, what she stood for un, underneath the underlying hoopla that she was putting up, he would have he would have popped that because he'd be like, wait, you trying to destroy now you think that I'm going to de- accept a reward from you? So I love Dr. Martin Luther King, and, you know, it's like you said earlier, you and Kevin was talking about earlier. People keep trying to – they're using him politically to like up their side. Oh, my gosh. I don't know why it's mentioned Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson <laughs> – but those two, you want to talk about the epitome of compromise. They, it's people like them who who purport to be our quote black leaders. That that they they're the ones who I'll say they're almost directly responsible for a lot of the compromise that you see within our black churches. You know, Jesse saying he's a reverend, but he. he I am pregnant, and the fair got a woman pregnant, and then everybody came out on the what? Well, please forgive him and all this that and the other. <laughs> and what happened? What they do to Herman Cain? Allegations never been proven, but they lamb blasted. Let, let somebody on their side, which it happened to. After all that happened, he went on to become um, Bill Clinton's spiritual advisor. There is no end to the compromise, and honestly, Martin Luther King's legacy has been tainted by the actions that is taking place today. I really believe that if he was to – if he was to – See, if he was living and alive today, he would be utterly disgusted with mm-hmm. where we are at because of the fact we're not free. Well, those of us who choose to toe the party line and drink the Kool-Aid instead of making decisions for themselves, not based on somebody telling them, well, you're black, so you vote Democrat. Never telling them why. Not giving them the opportunity to make that choice. That's not what he died for. 
That's not what he was fighting for. He was fighting for us to be able to think for ourselves, to stand on our own two feet, and if we wanted to be prosperous, we were that we would be able to go out, work hard, work our way up to the successful people that we know we can be. That's what his legacy means to me. Mm. That's nice. <laughs> That's pretty direct too. Thomas, what what do you, do you <laughs> Yes, sir. How, how do you ahead. feel? And uh we we got two minutes before we close the show here. I just want to ask you this one question though. How do you feel about the the legacy that's been painted for Dr. King in America when it comes to him being a preacher? And and if you could sum that up real quick, how do you how do you feel about the legacy that's been painted as him as a preacher? Because that we don't hear much about and I know you're a man of God, so I just wanted to hear your opinion on that. That's you just hit the nail on the head. You don't hear a lot of about his his legacy of preaching the word of God. The only time you really see footage of him in Ebenezer Baptist churches is when he's given one of his civil rights speeches. You've never there is I'm sure there is footage of him preaching oh, yeah, that, that's the something. gospel but it's not talked about. So honestly I can't really speak to that because until you brought it up I know I've known that he's a preacher. I've always known that, but I've never <clears throat> excuse me. I've never seen um footage of him preaching the gospel. It's always been about the civil rights. There you have so, it. That's something that I'm gonna be working on here, brother. I gotta I'm gonna dig a little deeper into that and uh we're gonna chop that up again. Look, I'm gonna come on your show really soon. I gotta check my schedule. But I want to come on and I want to talk about these these political candidates that we have right now and and the Christian vote. Okay. So uh, you know, look out for me, brother. Stay in touch with me and be blessed. Absolutely, you too. Thank you, sir. Going to another caller, and I'm sorry, that was my man Thomas uh, from show Indivisible Conservative. Check that out, man, on BlogTalkRadio.com. Look him up. Invisible Conservative is the name of the show. And uh, he brings the pain, man. I promise you he brings the pain. Got time for one more call, man. We're about to close the show. 336, last three digits, 802. You're on the air with Pudgy. What's up? Pudgy, what's going on, man? What up? This is my other brother. Brad, what's good, baby? How you doing? I'm doing, man. I'm doing. I'm, I'm blessed. I know you are. Yeah, I live under weather, but I'm all right, though. Yeah? Yeah, man. What's going on, though? But, <sighs> man, what you think? Show, man, and- uh, man, I just think um, as far as everybody, everybody's been talking about that, and like you said, once you said it, yeah, the reverend part is even taken out of, uh, you know, of his name. You know, you think about Dr. King, never says, nobody says reverend, uh, you know, Dr. Martin Luther King anymore. So, you know, they even kind of, you know, slid that out of the out of the uh, equation, too. Slowly. And uh, <laughs> Slowly, yeah, yeah. Slowly, he started off reverend, and it was doctor. Now it's just, you know, some people don't even give him the respect to call him doctor anymore. Mm. Mm. But uh, I, I make it a point to call him that, though. Doctor, uh, reverend, reverend King. I definitely say that before doctor. To me, yeah, doctor is an achievement, and reverend is a privilege. But anyway, you know. But yeah, I just, I definitely like the fact that 
And I always respect the fact that I never really, you know, the civil rights was all we thought about, but I always looked at him as a reverend because that's where the, the root starts from. Sure. And, uh, you, know, you know, in the church, they say train him up. So, you know, he was trained up, you know, in the church, and it inevitably, you know, it never depart from him. So that's where he started out as, and I always seen that, and everything that he spoke upon and the things that he did, they reflected Jesus Christ in the first place. Mm. So that, that's what his legacy really pretty much means to me, you know, it always reflected Jesus Christ in me, you know, and that's how I try to live, you know, my life and do the things that I do out of respect to Jesus Christ and, you know, the way that Dr. King lived, you know, that nonviolence, that peace among everything. And, like, and it just, there was a couple, I was reading up on Dr. King today, and, you know, a lot of us don't think that we have what it takes to be able to do the things that he did, but um, I'm going to read one thing that I, that I read, um, one of the quotes that I got from him that I think is um, pretty much accurate on anybody's behalf, whether you're, you know, in the neighborhood or you just anybody local. You don't have to be, you know, with a lot of money to be able to do the type of things in your community or, you know, in the world, you know. And I'm going to just start from where he says um, everybody, can be, everybody can be great because anybody can serve. You don't have to have a college degree to serve. You don't have to make your subject and verb agree to serve. You don't need a heart full of grace, a soul generated by love. So you don't you don't have to have all that to be able to serve Jesus Christ and to serve your community. And you can be like Dr. King, like Jesus Christ, and it, it allows you to do so. So you know, everybody has a part of Dr. King in them. Reverend, let me say, Reverend King in them. Mm-hmm. And that's how we should all see him as. You know, he's pretty much. And we talked about this. Our generation of kids don't don't have anyone to look up to. I mean, he's probably one of the last people that we can look up to to say, well, man, he was the last one that really spoke for us and allowed Jesus to be the forefront of everything that he did. Because nowadays, like you were saying earlier, and speaking with Thomas and also Kevin, that people, you know, they only affiliate with Jesus Christ on, you know, on one side or the other. You know, mm-hmm. when it's time to talk about politics, you know, they drop Jesus Christ out of the you know equation again. So he was pretty much the last leader that we had that spoke up for us, but also allowed Jesus Christ to be in the midst of everything that he did. And I mm-hmm. definitely appreciate him for that, you know. And um, I'll continue, and I know that we all continue. Like Kevin was saying, we have to continue to put that in the forefront to let them know that Jesus Christ is the head of all things. Mm. There's you nothing know what? that we have that there's nothing that we have that he did not give to us. So I mean. Anything that we do is uh, through God, through Jesus Christ. And we're considered crazy for that. Do you know, we're in a society where I think Reverend King really established that for all of us that and, and showed us if there is an example, he is the example that showed us how you can continue to believe in Christ. It's okay to put Christ first, as the word says. It's okay it's okay to show the world that you're you're of Christ and do the things that you feel like need to be done that are already of God. Like you said, train that the ways that you were trained up to go, the things that you know through your faith that are righteous. It's okay to do that, and and I think he really showed the entire world how you can do that. But fast forward to 2012, we're in the time where mimicking the path of Dr. King, or I'm sorry, Reverend King. Is considered crazy. You know that? Mm-hmm. It's absolutely considered crazy because look at it this way, uh, uh, Rod. 
here's what you and I and Kevin and 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 Kelly and Sonny and and other, other a lot of other folks do. Here's something that we all do. And Contessa, here's something that we all do. Nikki, we all believe in Christ and we all put Christ first in our lives. And we don't have a problem telling anyone that. But we also have strong opinions and strong views about things that we view right or wrong. Now, society has painted that picture as if people who believe these things, oh, they're just talking crazy. Or, oh, they bugging out. Or don't pay no attention to that stuff, man. It don't make no difference. You know what I mean? This is the stuff that I hear. But if you rewind back to when Dr. King was coming along, that was needed. People were yearning for oh. that. They they needed, they wanted that. They were like, go ahead, we got your back, keep talking. And it was forbidden to say back then from a black man. Yeah, they, they, they slowly, uh, and, you know, they're trying to remove Christ from a lot of things. And by looking at it nowadays, man, they, they really are. And that's why it's going to take, uh, you know, for us to speak upon it and be able to tell other people about Jesus Christ first and then also put the works back into, you know, back into our neighborhoods and our community and that. And throughout the world, we're going to have to start doing that in order to to let them know that this is what, you know, who got us here. I'll and, die first. I, you know that, right? Exactly. I'll, I'll die first, right? I'll die before I change my mind. I'll die before I change my stance. Somebody can kill me, murder me, do whatever you got to do. I'm not changing what I believe in Christ. I'm not changing what I know is right in the, in the stance that I take, that I have researched and taken the time to understand. I'm not changing that for anybody. I don't care if they don't like it. I don't care if they don't agree with it. I don't care if it don't sit well with it or their mama, their daddy, brother, sister don't like it. I'm not changing for anybody. I know this is right. It's in my heart. I believe in Christ, man. That's just, there's it's, it's, it's no, you know, like I was saying about, about homosexuality, I don't hate gay people, man. I hate the sins of them. Just like I hate the sins of straight people, but the sins of gay people is homosexuality, and you ain't gonna uplift, you ain't gonna praise that in front of me. To me, that's a no-brainer. Oh, that's another man. That's another show. <laughs> yeah, it is, man. And I don't even mean to go on that with the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King. So, I, you know what? I'll, I'll just probably say that I think Dr. King was the example, especially the Christian example or, or the follower of Christ, whatever you want to call it, Christian, follower of Christ, whatever. We know what it is when you believe in Christ Almighty as your Lord and Savior. He was the example, and I think we need to get back to using those positive examples because, man, that's like like you and I were talking about on the phone before, that's our generation. You know, go down two generations to our, to our children who are 10, you know, 5, 10 to 12, they don't have this because Dr. Mark, Reverend King isn't taught in schools the same way anymore. That's just one page out of the book. They skip that and keep going. We knew about it because it was still reveling in our day. But now they tell you, and people even tell me, stop talking about black so much. Um, stop talking about Christ so much. We can't talk about Christ in school. We can't talk about prayer in school. It's like they want to take everything out of it and then put in their agendas, which are already in the school systems in the first place. So what are we left with? We're left with a bunch of despicable idealists, a lot of people who don't believe in anything that has to even consider or, or that could even uh, 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 have to do with Christ whatsoever. So we're left with a lot of people who are emotionalists, 
who are brainless and people who just don't care. Yeah, man. And uh, uh, I, I, one thing I know you were saying earlier about uh, the sports and uh, Tebow, you said that, uh, you know, he's recognized as, you know, believing in Jesus Christ and everything. And now I even saw the commercial yesterday, um, you know, the uh, where the kids were reciting John 316. Mm-hmm. I don't know if able to get to see that, but, you know, that, I, that's what I appreciate about that. I mean, not getting aside from uh, Reverend King, but, you know, that there's something now that's going on that even Tebow, he's putting Christ back into what, you know, um, what, what we're doing and what we're understanding, and people recognize that he's a follower of Christ, so I even appreciate that little part of it, but, you know, and I'm I'm pretty sure he, even Tim Tebow, he was inspired a little bit by Reverend King. So, you know, mm-hmm. but I just, you know, I, I saw that as an example of uh, what we need and to be able to put it back out there. But um, Reverend King, he's, you know, they give him this one day, you know, we'll talk about it today. You know, we have the parades and then, you know, next mm-hmm. month will be Black Black History Month. And we'll talk about it for those 28, what, 29 days, whatever, however many are next month. And, um, you know, after that, and then what? You know, uh, wow. we have to continue to use that example, use these examples of, uh, use Jesus Christ as an example, not just Dr. King. I mean, even he, I said, this is what we're talking about, but use Jesus Christ as an example of what we need to do in order to um, to get to the agenda that we're trying to, you know, push into the communities, to get that agenda back out there. Jesus Christ is what is the way. I mean, at the end of the day, regardless of, you know, what political aspect of anything that you believe or, you know, what political party that you choose to, to do, at the end of the day, that's what it is. And I'd like to say again, man, I, I'm glad that Reverend King didn't depart from that whenever he decided to, you know, push civil rights and push anything about, you know, helping the black community. He always allowed them to, re- he allowed God to be the head of everything that he did. And it allowed people to have that faith to know that, you know, this is a man that we can follow. He He's he's praying with us along with, you know, praying for us. Mm-hmm. So, so that was very powerful for me to, to understand that, you know, this man, we know we can, and that's some people, you know, like they said, we talk about Reverend Jazz, we some people that we that we we talk about, but we don't, you don't get that vibe from. And Dr. Reverend King was the one that you really got that vibe. That, you know, he was about what he, what he spoke on and he was about what he lived. You know, you know, aside from, you know, everybody has their, you know, their ups and downs, their trials, whatever. But, you know, all in all, I can truly say that I believe, you know, he was a man of, he was a man of God. And he, he tried to live to the fullest end of everything that he taught, he preached. And, he, and you know, that was something that I, we don't have these days. And I'm hoping I could be you, Kevin, um, Sonny, anybody else that, you know, we're, we're trying to, we can push that back to the neighborhood and they can see that in us and uh, have something to look up to. Cause like you said, our kids don't have anything right now and God forbid what it's going to be when they become adults in their generation. So, you know, we, we definitely need to continue to have that in the forefront of everything that we do. Well, I'm going to keep pushing and, and I know you'll keep pushing and uh, you know, all, all we can do is encourage folks, man. I think it's our duty to encourage folks. First of all, you know, despite of what we may be going through, despite of some of the things that we may believe or have different opinions on, 
You know, like I always say to people, man, I, look at it with your faith first and then look at it from the outside or, or however, whatever way you were looking at it before. You can go back to that later. But if you look at it with your faith first and you're real about what you believe, it shouldn't sway you. It shouldn't change you. Not for the negative anyway. You know, so that's life, man. And that's the life we live. Just keep being encouraged because I know I will. No doubt, same here, Pudgy, man. So, you know, we can keep doing our thing. We'll, we'll talk, and um, everybody keep hearing from us, and they'll see the things that we're doing. And uh, like I said, we hope that everybody continue to um, just take heed and uh, take a look and even want to join in and show the path we're trying to make for, you know, for us and everybody else. And I hope, you know, that they see that and um, see it's all driven through Christ, and I'll continue to put Christ first in order to do so. Got to, my brother. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for dropping those jewels, too. No doubt. My man, Rashad Woods, man, Rod Woods calling in, showing some love, as always, letting people know what it is, nothing but the raw truth. Um, you're in the bonus hour, folks. Uh, if you guys on that are listening online, you'll continue to hear this. If anybody listening live on Wednesday, if you try to go back and listen to the show live on Wednesday on AM radio, you won't hear the bonus hour. You just only hear the two hours, the previous two hours of the show. And uh, then they'll move on to the sports show. But uh, shout out to everybody out there who listening, man. WMMG, home of the KIRP radio show. I appreciate everybody listening. We got to go to a commercial. Then I'll come back with some closing remarks. I'm going to read the bio of Dr. King, let you guys know about that. It's, it's, the bio is on point. There's some things in there I'm sure a lot of people didn't know. And uh, we're going to leave you guys with a little bit of Dr. Dr. King's uh, I Have a Dream speech. So you're rocking with the KRP Radio Show. We'll be right back in just a flash. Thank you, and check us out. Hang on. America, the NFL, and United Way are inspiring kids to get healthy and more active. Join the Play 60 movement. Pledge to Play 60 today at liveunited.org. For all your trucking needs, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC. That's Allen's Trucking LLC, owner Brian Allen and BA Welding Incorporated. For all your trucking or your welding needs or transportation needs across the country, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Their number is 919-426-5455. Again, 919-426-5455. If you have transportation needs and you need to get your equipment there on time, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC. K I R P Radio. Nine point eight ounces is nothing. Nine point eight ounces is everything. It's the difference between empty bleachers and packed houses. It's the difference between showing up and taking over. It's the difference between JV. And VIP. Because the difference between nothing and everything is 9.8 ounces. The difference is the Adidas Adidas Crazy Light. The lightest ever. 
Available at Foot Locker. If money talks, I got my masters in communication. But I don't run it, I run it for a hundred. Ever since I wasn't young and been hungry, it's called bunion. You've been so fixed to plumbing, I'm a beast in the game, you lunge it. And if this ain't what you call hip hop, it must be bungee jumping. East side on my arm, three stripes on my sneakers. And even if they slip us, they better be Adidas. Remember this number, 9.8. That's not the time on the shot clock. For the seconds left in the game. It's not the number of times I will light you up. Nah, 9.8 isn't any of that. It's ounces. And that makes this the lightest ever. you have a garage full of old junk? At least you think it's old junk. How about a storage that you've been paying the bill on for so long and you've just been moving stuff into and you're ready to get rid of it when you look at it all the time? Well, if you do, make sure you contact Faulkner's Antiques before you throw it away. Again, that's Faulkner's Antiques out of Burlington, North Carolina. Faulkner's will pay you top dollar for estates, sterling, old furniture, pottery, signs, old toys, and etc. Faulkner's Antiques, they specialize in some of the most prolific antiques in this part of eastern North Carolina or the USA. So make sure you contact Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques, 336-214-6427. Again, that's Wayne Prophet. That's the man you want to talk to at Faulkner's Antiques, 336 336- And if you get a hold of Wayne, guess what? He'll come to you free of charge. And if you can't get to him at that number, make sure you dial this other number. 336-675-4897. And don't forget, Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques says, don't forget the reason for the season. Sound Shoe, the number one online music tournament, encompasses seven different genres, including hip-hop, R&B, country, reggae, reggaeton, pop, rock, and gospel. Music artists, log on to SoundChew.com to compete for a chance to have exclusive access to music listeners across the globe. Build relationships with other music artists and music professionals, plus maximize your exposure and gain worldwide attention. Music listeners, log on now to enjoy new music from up-and-coming artists, then Vote for the songs you like best to ensure that your favorite artist wins. Also, check out the latest in music news. Music execs and producers, scout music talent to find your next big star. Musicians and voters, sign up for SoundChew today. That's www.soundchew.com. S-O-U-N-D-C-H-E-W. Once again, that's www.soundchew.com, the number one online music tournament.
welcome, welcome, welcome back. I'm out of breath. I was in here dancing a while ago. I was doing my old kid and play routine. Not kid and play, but I don't know what to call it. Somebody. I was doing something. That folks in here laughing at me, but I'm out of breath, man. Not saying God no more. <laughs> hey, man, that's what life is all about, man. Having a good time and a good time we definitely have. So shout out to everybody out there in KIRP land. Everybody who calls through the show, man, I appreciate you guys. Just want to let you guys know, man, we're working on something called KIRTV, baby, where I go around, uh, just all around the city, myself, some of the other KRP staff, and that way you can get stuff from all different cities, and they just go around and interview people, whether it's with their phone, with the camera, whatever, you know, we're just going to ask people about what's going on in life, you know, just get people's uh, opinions about things, and, you know, we're just going to bring it to the KRP radio show, and uh, we're going to bring it to the website, and we should have... They're working on a brand new, WMMG, working on a brand new interactive radio site. <laughs> I got people in here laughing at me because of that voice. But see, what happened, I, I was about to burp, and then I had to suck in the burp, and then I put in my Darth Vader voice, and I was talking like that, or something like that. But anyway, we're working on a new site, man, so we should have a brand new radio, in a, a brand new interactive website on krpradioshow.com. And uh, you know what? We're going to do a little better with our social networking. Got some people who's going to start working for us, do a little bit more blogging. So that way John won't come on all the time. You guys think he's me. And uh, Stu, Stu help us out a little bit here and there. So, you know, we got people working, man. We're trying to bring the best of the best type of radio show and the best type of experience to you guys out there and stay in contact with you guys. So, um, you know, it is what it is. Check us out on the blog, Hip Hop Conservative. On WordPress, that's WordPress.com, Hip Hop Conservative. That's me. I got some strong opinions on that, baby. You might not like it. Also, hit us up on Twitter, at symbol KRP Radio Show, at symbol NC Pudgy. That's me again. Got some strong opinions on there, but, you know, we have a good time. Also, hit us up on Facebook. If you're on Facebook, which everybody is, it seems like, and their mothers, and I mean that literally, by the way, Facebook.com backslash K-I-R-P radio show. Check us out on there, man. And leave some comments. You know, interact with us. Say what you want to say. You don't have to like the page, man. I don't push for that. Just leave some comments and send some emails. And if you really got a bone to pick, you can hit us up by you can hit us up by email at K-I-R-P radio at gmail dot com. And uh somebody will respond back to you. Normally it's me or John or Stu or Nikki or Somebody, you know, we'll get back at you, though, one way or the other. Um, this show, we were talking about the legacy of Dr. King. And, uh, you know, we have folks call in, and we took a few calls. I'm sorry, I, I get carried away sometimes, and I forget to, I forget that you guys are on hold here, man. And, and if, if Dave doesn't hit the button to let me know, or Stu's not working with me, or John's not working with me, normally it's John, but if somebody's not working with me on here and, and let me know through the computer, they start moving the mouse to, or send me a message and let me know that we got callers waiting, you know, I don't know. So um, we try to do our best. And uh, all the people out of the 252-336, I take the mouse and I hit you guys and try to bring you guys on the regular. So we need more local callers, man. Need more local callers. But, um, you know, we were talking about the legacy of Dr. King. And uh, I don't know. I just I just want to end the show with these remarks. And um, then I'll read his bio. And then I'm going to play part of the I Have a Dream speech to end the show at 1030. Um, we don't want to go too far over the bonus hour, but I got 30 more minutes if I need them. But to sum it all up, I look at someone like Dr. King as an icon for humanity. I think that 
I think that he was so powerful outside of the religion that he chose that I happen to agree with. I think that he was so powerful in his actions and his words. And that's why his legacy is so strong today. That's why it still remains today. Um, I'm going to think he's right personally because he's a follower of Christ like I am. And, and I feel like that is right alone. And I look at the actions and the things that he's a, he had accomplished or the things that has been accomplished by way of him. And I can't help but to love that. I can't help but to think that that's a natural, positive thing for the world. I mean, if there was someone else running around here doing the same thing now, I couldn't help but to appreciate them for that. I couldn't help but to love their movement. And uh, that's just what it is. It's a love movement. You know, you, you think someone took the time out of their own life, out of their family's uh, uh, time. You know, he was a very intelligent man, a uh, very educated man. And, you know, there are, there are a whole host of things that he could have done outside of just standing up for humanity, <laughs> you know. So, you know, in a nutshell and in essence, I just look at him for his accomplishments, for his, his, his words, his astonishing speeches, and uh, the this, this stance that he took. And, and I look at where it took him because it took him places that we would have never been able to embark on um you know you gotta you gotta feel some way about a man in the 60s whom is nothing more than a preacher from atlanta in the white house telling it you know telling the president that you know here's what you need to do with civil rights you you folks you guys gotta apply that to what's going on now man and, and i tell people like when you when i read the bible i i won't get into that part but I tell people when you read things and you're trying to understand things, put it in the context of your life. Look at it as if you're looking at it right before you. Someone, Look at it as if it's someone you know. And and, and there's nobody. I, I mean, if one of my friends were to end up in a White House telling President Obama, here's what I think you should do with civil rights. Here's what I think you should do with this bill. Y'all understand where I'm coming from now? You understand how powerful it is now? You know, this just it just doesn't happen. A whole nation doesn't rise up and get in line with someone because they're just right. This man was ordained by God. You understand? So I think we have to really look at his legacy for that. The ordained, the chosen one who stood up for humanity and did what he did because it's righteous, second, and God first. All right? So that's how I look at it. But going to the King bio. Uh, Martin, Martin Luther King Jr., January 15, 1929 through April 4, 1968, was born Michael Luther King Jr., but later had his name changed to Martin. His grandfather began, oh, that's a fact that a lot of people didn't know, but his grandfather began the family's long tenure as pastor of the Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta, serving from 1914 to 1931. His father has served from then until the present and from 1960 until his death. Martin Luther acted as co-pastor. Martin Luther attended segregated public schools in Georgia, graduated from high school at the age of 15. He received a B.A. in 1948 from Morehouse College, a distinguished Negro institution of Atlanta from which his father and grandfather had graduated. After three years of theological uh, study at Crozer Theological Seminary in Pennsylvania, where he was elected president of a predominantly white senior class, he was awarded the BD 
1951. With the fellowship one at Crozier, he was awarded, I'm sorry, with the fellowship one at Crozier, he enrolled in graduate studies at Boston University, completing his residence for the doc for the doctorate in 1953 and receiving a degree in 1955. In Boston, he met and married Coretta Scott, a young woman of in- uncommon intellectual and artistic attainments. Two sons, two daughters were born into the family. In 1954, Martin Luther King became the pastor of the Dexter Avenue Baptist Church in Montgomery, Alabama. Always a strong worker for civil rights for members of his race, King was by this time a member of the Executive Committee of National Association of the for the advancement of colored people known as the NAACP his leading organization the leading organization of his kind in the nation he was ready then early in December 1955 to accept the leadership of the first negro nonviolent demonstration of contemporary times in the United States the bus boycott described by Gunnar John in his uh in his presentation speech in the honor of the Lurette. Uh, the boycott lasted 382 days. On December 21st, 1956, after the Supreme Court of the United States declared the unconstitutional laws requiring segregation on buses, Negroes and whites rode the same buses as equals. During these days of boycott, King was arrested. His home was bombed. He was subject to personal abuse, but at the time he emerged as a Negro leader of the first ranks. Um, in 1957, he was elected president of the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, the SCLC, better known as, and organi- an organization, an organization formed to provide new leadership for the now for the now burgeoning civil rights movement. The ideals for this organization he took from Christianity, its operational techniques from Gandhi and Gandhism, by the way, uh, in the 11 year period between 1957 and 1968 king traveled over 6 million miles and spoke to over 2500 and spoke over 2500 times appearing where, where there was injustice protest and action and meanwhile he wrote five books as well as numerous articles in these years he led a massive protest in Birmingham Alabama that caught the attention of the entire world providing what he was called a what, what was called a coalition of conscience and inspiring his letter from a Birmingham jail a manifesto of the Negro Revolution he planned these drives in, in Alabama as as he planned these drives in Alabama for the registration of Negroes as voters he directed a peaceful march on Washington, D.C. of 250,000 people to whom he delivered his address, I Have a Dream. He conferred with President John F. Kennedy and campaigned for President Lyndon B. Johnson. He was arrested upward of 20 times and assaulted at least four times. He was awarded five honorary degrees, was named Man of the Year by the Times Magazine in 1963, and became not only the symbolic leader for American blacks, but also a world figure for all at age at the age of 25 i'm sorry at the age of 35 martin luther king jr was the youngest man to have received the nobel peace prize when notified of his selection he announced that he would turn over the prize money of fifty four thousand one hundred twenty three dollars to furtherance of the civil rights movement on on the evening of april 4th 1968 while standing on the balcony of his motel room in memphis tennessee where he was led to a protest march in sympathy with striking garbage workers of that city, he was assassinated. The man, Martin Luther King, that we all know, that we all love, that we all are so dear about, was not only a civil rights worker, you guys. He was not only just a great man. He was an inspiring man. He was an icon. He was an ordained leader. In my eyes, and I believe in the eyes of so many 
I just don't even know where to start. I can't even begin to give the man the praise that he deserves. All I ask of you guys is to continue living your life and accept that in your heart that, man, Christ is the right way to go. Christ is definitely right. And I don't persuade you guys to go anywhere politically. I tell you not to be a Democrat. Don't get me wrong. I definitely tell you not to do that. And I have my reasons, and I've already expressed them with you guys all day. But I'm definitely telling you guys to follow the footsteps of, of Martin Luther King, keep Christ in your heart, and do what you know is right. Here's the I Have a Dream speech to end the show. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal.
Let freedom ring, and if America is to be a great nation, this must become true. And so let freedom ring from the prodigious hilltops of New Hampshire. Let freedom ring from the mighty mountains of New York. Let freedom ring from the heightening Alleghenies of Pennsylvania. Let freedom ring from the snow-capped Rockies of Colorado. Let freedom ring from the curvaceous slopes of California. But not only that, let freedom ring from Stone Mountain of Georgia. Let freedom ring from Lookout Mountain of Tennessee. Let freedom ring from every hill and mole hill of Mississippi. Real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real, real, only gon' recognize, still, still, I reckon I will. Like we always do with this time, 